You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. You're listening to The Mando Show, a podcast and review of Disney Plus's The Mandalorian and all things Star Wars. This week we take a look at the first three episodes of the new series Ahsoka, Master and Apprentice, Toil and Trouble, and Time to Fly. Welcome back, everybody, to The Mando Show. We are really excited about this new series that's out. I know we should have been here sooner, but we have life obligations. Anyway, Mm -hmm. we are talking about the new series, Ahsoka, by Dave Filoni, for Dave Filoni. No, just kidding. (laughs) By Dave Filoni, for all the Star Wars fans. It's not wrong. No, no, you, no, that's why it's good because it's I, not, you're not wrong. I laughed with Casey at the very end in the credits. It was like written, directed, story by. I was like, get it, Filoni. Right? He was so all over it. But I mean, it's I'm sure it's been uh, percolating in his brain for many a years, for sure. You know, I remember I remember going back when uh, the prequels came out, and then they had those behind the scenes with George when he was like, they're giving him all the ideas, and he has his little. A little stamp thing, like you know, click click. Like I like that one. Like he was literally giving the stamp for Pooh. I'm like, I wonder if Filoni does that too now. Like click click, click click. I like this idea. I like that idea. I like this idea. George had like three highlighters in between his fingers. Two yeah. stamps. I like this. I don't like this. I wonder if Filoni's like gotten because I mean he he he, he apprenticed under the master. Order. Yeah, for a while. Hey, I'm, curi- I'm curious. Master now, and apprentice. Yeah, no, I need to know. Anyway. Well, you know, when you talk to him, you can ask. Him. I know. Hey, Dave. A long list of things that ask him. Like him. Next so. time we next time we see him, you <laughs> bring up my phone here with my notes and just start scrolling. Be, be like Sheldon. We're friends on Twitter. I'll, I'll reach out. <laughs> or sorry, X. Uh, oh, oh, X. But, yeah. Okay. We're, why are we getting hello? Okay, right, Ahsoka. Back, back. back back to Ahsoka. Thank you. All right. Uh, anyways, we have gone through three episodes. I know the first two dropped the the first day, uh, and I have to say I'm kind of happy to see it coming in at six o'clock in the evening. Uh, it saves me staying up super late, which. You know, normally that's an option for me not a have to when these shows come out. Uh, but I also get to watch with my kids mm-hmm. at six o'clock in the afternoon because I do have them on Tuesdays and it's great to, to be able to sit down and have that time together with them. And they've been enjoying the show, too. So anyway, uh, that's a, something a little different that Disney's done. And I appreciate that. Thank you, Disney. Um, first two episodes dropped and I can't imagine that they would have been separate now that we've seen them. You know, mm-hmm. I think it was a good call. Uh, it helped us all know where everything's at. But anyway, yep. we're going to get into it. And uh, first, let's do the intros here. So to the left of me. Uh, Udi Alvarado, Star Wars fan and podcaster. And across the table for me. This is Joe, fellow podcaster, Star Wars fan. And um, we're not unapologetic anymore. I'm, I'm always unapologetic. I uh, thought it was just, you know. Thought it was just known. What if yes. there's somebody new? They're not well, going to know. For new people, this is Joe, the unapologetic Star Wars fan, fellow this, podcaster, and this is for your new yeah, people. Okay. Yes, thank you for new people. Yeah, right. Okay, and to the right of me, Chad, the resident Mandalorian. Hi, Chad. Hello. How you doing? Well, 
Glad you're here. Thanks for making it. Okay. And, and for the new people, what makes you the resident Mandalorian? I cosplay Star Wars characters, and one of them's the Mandalorian. Yep. Shout out to all the mercs at Dragon Con in Atlanta today. Yeah. There you go. What what group are you? Uh, Which ones are you part of? Part of five zero first for the Empire costuming groups, and then the Mandalorian mercs for the uh, custom Mandalorians. And, and what are your kits? I have a Kylo Ren. I have a Darth Nihilus, and then I'm working on a Death Trooper, which is indef- like <laughs> indefinitely suspended. <laughs> um, and then I've got my custom Mando, who's a Mandalorian protector for the, for the Mercs. Not to leave out the Rebel Legion, but I just don't have any Rebel costumes. Yep. Anyway. Okay, cool. And um, I am Derek Alvarado, father of two tattoo artists and Star Wars fan for life. And that's why we're here talking about Star Wars. Like we try to do as often as possible. Anyway, uh, just a heads up in case anybody out there is wondering why it's taking us so long. We all have regular lives, as we've uh, mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And we do this because... We love Star Wars. We like we love talking about it, and uh, we get together when we can. Sometimes this is this is not our full time job podcasting, mm-hmm. obviously, because we're a mess. So <laughs> anyway, I'm pro. We are, we are not talking about. Anyway. Yeah, pro interrupter. Mm-hmm. Good, just like me. Good job. Okay, Fall it's all out. in the family. It's all in the family. <laughs> <laughs> Master and apprentice. Okay. There we go. All right. Well. Good lead, Joe. Nice. Master and Apprentice. Speaking of, first episode, which I'm sure probably had a lot of people kind of confused as to what was going on with Mm -hmm. Master and Apprentice, Mm -hmm. especially when the trailer that dropped uh, shortly before had Sabine calling Ahsoka Master. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to gather my thoughts here because it was so much stuff that happened. Right. It really is a lot of things. We got a so, new crawl. So first yeah. of all, yeah, you know what? I saw that and I was thinking the same thing, but I realized it's not really the typical crawl. I know uh, they also, they've mentioned before that they're never going to do a uh, crawl for regular shows. So to see that pop up kind of surprised me. I was like, they're doing a crawl, but it's not the same. No. You know, the crawl that we normally see for the Star Wars movies, it all fades off into the distance. This was just a straight up more, you know, up and down, like just to fill people in it. Traditional. Yeah. Fill people in really quickly as to what the situation is. If like. you're going to do it, just do it. Well, you they know, said they were never going to do it for anything other and, than a and, movie. No. And I agree. And, and, and I think this is where Filoni can pay homage and be like, no, no, we're going to, we're going to stick to those things. We can't just, if whether or not George is around or not, it doesn't even matter. It's about holding on to the legacy and it, it's the little things that really make a difference. So I'm glad I'm glad they're not doing that. I think we've said that before on the show that mm-hmm. that those kind of things should not ever uh, move away. It was cool to kick off the show. And then I was thinking, oh, Filoni, all we needed was like, there's mystery in the galaxy right, coming right. through. And then that, that must be better. Yeah, I think that almost be better. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Right, Chad? That Look at them like, no. We don't need I would have turned it off if I heard D. Bradley Baker do his <laughs> propaganda speech. <laughs> Don't need that. No. Oh uh, no, it's a definitely a darker tone. Yeah, the, oh, for sure. The mm-hmm. crawl in the red letters was was cool. Yeah. Um, letting yeah. you know where where things are at in the galaxy. Uh, also, letting you know uh, by the end of the two episodes, we have a really good idea of where things at. The fir- the fact that they are starting out, not even showing uh, Ahsoka to begin with. Mm-hmm. We see a jailbreak, right? Uh, after the crawl, it lets us know where we're at. It's not the crawl, whatever the the intro. What is that even called? 
Let's call it intro. Yeah, I mean, prelogue or no? What, what, prologue. No, prologue. No, but I mean, like the the is there some? I don't know. I'm getting the having the writing up on a screen like that to inform people where things are at. Is that does that have a specific probably name? the monologue? I, 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 I want to say it's something just like as like a script. You know, something I like, like scroll. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, whatever. I guess it's not important. Uh, we see the ship and we see some rebel, some actually very snotty rebels, like very full of themselves and very self-assured and very like, ha 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 ha. We want like, I was not liking these, these guys, which no. was, I think done on purpose, obviously. Um, seeing the, the same, almost the same attitude, like Imperial officers mm-hmm. used to have. This captain was very cocky. cocky. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, so good job for him. Good job acting that he uh, got that across. Joe and I had the same thought at the same time as to what to describe him as. And, um, you know, and we get introduced to the two new dark Jedi that we've seen trailers for. So we knew we were going to see them soon or we knew they were in there, but I didn't realize we'd see them like first. Yeah. Right away. They were in Mm -hmm. there right away. And, uh, yeah, they tore apart those. Little rebel security guards, really quick. That mm-hmm. Padawan, the sh- what is her name? Shin. Shin is the name of the character. Yeah. Okay. Because I keep trying to catch it, but like I said, watching it with the kids and mm-hmm. didn't get much. Of, I only had a chance to watch them twice. So, do you guys get a chance to watch more than that? I'm at uh, two for the latest one and three for the other two. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Joe? Two apiece. No. Yeah. Two and one for the third. Okay. So, yeah, we haven't even had a chance to really watch them that much. So, um, anyway, the scene that comes in, you know, pretty reminiscent of what normally happens when you have a bunch of people in an enclosed space and Sith individual decides to start hacking them to bits. Yeah. Um, you know, well done, well executed, looks really good. Uh, showing the Padawan is very not padawan at all. Like very adept. Very capable, very yeah. capable, very well trained. Has been doing her position for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, but also knowing that they are going to rescue uh Morgan Elsbeth, yeah, was a very big clue as to exactly where the timeline is mm-hmm. that we're looking at from all the other Star Wars shows that have come out, mainly you know, Mandalorian. Yeah, um, season two is when we got um Ahsoka showing up there. Mm-hmm. And having that fight with uh, Morgan to to find out where Thrawn was, that's where we got the first hints of where this that this series was coming. You know, it made us hope that this series was going to be here. So they're there to rescue her. So this is right after that particular episode, okay? So before the happenings of season three, still many years after the fall of the Empire, as we get, you know, other clues as to, to what that is, and also helps tie in the end of Rebels to, like, you know, there was always some speculation as to exactly when that final scene was with Sabine, the painting, and, and Ahsoka, her going mm-hmm. with Ahsoka to find Ezra. Um, now we know, you know, where, where that timeline is, okay? But in typical Dave Filoni fashion, he uses this opportunity to do some backfill on some story, add some new um, wrinkles into the mm-hmm. the story. And we that's why we start seeing these Dark Jedi. That's why we've gotten this trailer with uh, Sabine calling Ahsoka Master. So anyway, they rescue Morgan and the first. It was funny that she's like, uh, 
first thing that she's or the last name she drops is Ahsoka Tano. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we get the Ahsoka screen up there and uh, we get her next, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. That's right. Uh, so we get to see her up on the screen now. And, you know, she looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the makeup is great. The costume is great. They Love updated the, the headpiece. Yeah, yeah, they have. Yep. Did you notice that? Yeah. They yeah. redid it. Yep. It's got the longer mm-hmm. uh, Liku on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it looks good. It, it it moves fairly naturally, I guess, as if yeah. figure out how that stuff is. Very much more to her uh, how... We remember her from Rebels now. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the cloak and everything, very much like Fulcrum-esque, I guess is a better way to put it. Because mm-hmm. uh, when she came on the screen, I'm like, I'm like Fulcrum, like right away. And I was like, oh, cool. That's, that's great. I, I love that that whole thing, the leak and the whole thing. Yep. Absolutely. I'm glad they did that. I'm glad they went back into that and kind of keep kept on tweaking the look of it. Because I know a lot of people, when, they, when she first popped on the screen, were like, the, you know, complaining about the leak da 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 and to us, wasn't that big of a deal, but and they even did it to with Bo-Katan too. They kind of updated her look from season two to season three, mm-hmm. and so you know, they, I like that they correct their subtle mistakes. Mm-hmm. But you know, fans, which or maybe just figure out how to do it better. Yeah, true. That you too. Know. Yeah, so I hope there aren't too many people out there that are too harsh about that. I mean, these things, you know, they 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 evolve and uh, yeah, they evolve better. So trying to look at where we're at and then backtrack it to where things were is just not really fair to criticize backwards like that. But it looks great. Mm-hmm. She looks great now. And we see, you know, this is all stuff for that we've seen in the trailers. We see her uh, throw her lightsabers down, you know, spin around a circle, fall down. And I got a very much uh, what it, like a video game feel mm-hmm. right now because I was like, this puzzle doesn't look very hard. You just spin it long enough till you just hear the things unclick. I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay, a little simplistic, whatever. Um, though her getting have getting her getting in there without this lightsabers, though, probably would have been a lot harder to do if she didn't just you know bypass all that rock. <laughs> but in a video game, they would have been a little fuzzy area, like stand here, then force power. Sure. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, but she grabs, she you know, she ends up unlocking the puzzle. She gets this globe. Now, the statues that are, or the carvings that are in there are pretty interesting. They start mm-hmm. hinting at the the types of things that we're going to find out for sure later on. Yeah, I was like, is that a night? No, they wouldn't do that. Not in a live action. Yeah, and you're like, wait a <laughs> second. There's three of them, but. What? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, is that Night Sister? Is that a Snoke? <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Trying to figure out what, what. Yeah. that was specifically I, yeah mm-hmm. I, I went to i went to uh the one uh, i forgot what what episode that was where where they had the the three they had the the light side the dark side and the bounce of the members of the, the, the fault, yeah the more yeah. that's where i was leaning when i first saw it i'm like oh is we that? still had that vibe though that whole it, right good. didn't it father didn't it? daughter yeah son. completely and i was like is that where we're going like my mind started popping off as soon as i saw that on the wall i'm like <gasps> wait a second and all the the rings the lines the way yeah, that, that was yeah. very reminiscent of that yeah too, all so. of that was very reminiscent so that's where my mind went right like, away are they gonna really try and take this time traveling stuff into live action Star dude Wars? i uh, i still don't like I... that <laughs> i'm not a fan of that whole thing that they did with that but whatever ahsoka is with us now so i guess we're just gonna move on i'm not mm-hmm. i don't like time travel stories i'm not like Foreseeing things in the forest, like in the future and in the past, and that kind of thing, that's one thing. But to actually physically move, move. a person from uh, through time, I, I take issues with that. But whatever. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Let's, okay. Anyway, why are we re- revisiting that? Can we just move on? For okay, let's keep on. Thank you. Okay. Because it may come up again. 
I hope not. We'll find out. I don't think so. I don't Maybe think not so. yet. I don't think so. Anyway, she grabs the uh, Golden Globe. Ha <laughs> ha. See what I did there? And uh, hops back up out of there. And lo and behold, we have an HK droid. Well done, by the way. They look oh, awesome. Yeah. They, look great. they look great. You know, the way they worked. I, I love how much or how little dialogue there is that still gets across so mm-hmm. much stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, give us the map. And she's like, us? And <laughs> you see more of them yeah. pop up. And uh, and then, you know, very typical of the way Ahsoka fights. Mm-hmm. It's, she always does something that you're not expecting. Unconventional. Which, which yep. I love. I love that they're they're making sure to keep that true to the character, mm-hmm. you know. So... Instead of uh, engaging them directly, she jumps back down the hall <laughs> and then starts doing. I mean, it was such a cartoonish moment too, oh, yeah. you know, where you, you have people just falling through holes in in the floor. And you see like the blades that. pop up, <laughs> bam, fall down, bam. Yeah, I know. That was pretty good. That was funny. She pops back out, chops that one to pieces. You know, the fight the fight goes, and finally yeah. one of them's like self destruct mode. I'm like, oh, we've all seen this before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except not to this. Yeah, it was not to he, that level. It was he. I'm like, whoa! As a, you know, as the explosions start spreading, and she's running from. I'm like, holy crap! Well, the first clue was when they all did it in unison, oh, and then true, you huh? see this giant basketball sized thing come out of their chest. They're like, where were they hiding that? <laughs> How did that come out of there? <laughs> did they not need the center of their chest for anything Apparently else? Apparently not. But it was a huge detonation looking like like just ball that they had sitting yeah. there so yeah i'm glad she recognized him just was like oh i nope we're running we're yeah. leaving and uh yeah and then uh we get to see our first or well not visual but uh the voice of mr david Tennant, which by the way elizabeth recognized really right away. wow nice. wow right away i was like <laughs> what who where i totally forgot now that you mentioned it, oh my god! Yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. She knew who he was immediately. It just and we, when the she she was fist pumping when the when the credits rolled mm-hmm. and his name came up, she was like, "Yeah, I knew it." I, <laughs> I was like, it. "Okay, okay, <laughs> good for you." Dang, I'm glad she was excited. But yeah. I mean, the doctor's in. Yeah. Holy oh man, mackerel. Yep. Anyway, uh, you know, she tells he's about to land. He's like, no, no, keep going. <laughs> Just lower the ramp. Yeah. You know, and we see the scope of this self-destruction from three My of these things. Atlanta. Man, I mean, our boy IG-11 might have been a little jealous at the level of destruction <laughs> those guys put down compared to his self-destruct mode. I mean, that was even beyond the uh, predator self-destruct. All right. Maybe was- that just lends to the... The nervousness in and in, uh, in Din's voice when IG Eleven goes to say he's like, "Don't self destruct." <laughs> <laughs> he knows H-K what's coming. Droids. Like, no, I can't know. outrun this. Don't self destruct. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe the the IG uh, droids just didn't blow up quite that yeah. big. Apparently, well, obviously, because yeah. IG didn't. I mean, they were able to to salvage him for crying out loud. So, kind of that was you know, time for discussion for another day. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, Getting totally sidetracked. Okay, anyway, so, you know, we get to see that huge, huge leveling of the area. And, uh, you know, then she's got the map. Mm-hmm. And uh, she talks to Hera, right? Do mm-hmm. we see her talking to Hera then after I that? Believe. She lets her know that uh, she has... Oh, yeah, that's right. She goes, she talks to Hera. 
Um, and we get to see uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstein as Hera now. Yeah. You know, she's still wearing, kind of wearing the, the the orange pants and the, uh, the bomber yeah. jacket. Right out of Rebels. Uh, she says, I've got the map, but then this could lead to finding Ezra. Yeah. Right, she didn't mention mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm. their conversation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which of course you still see. You know the the hope in her eyes that you know it might help them find find him. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is we start getting the first real clues that there's been some discord between all uh, Sabine, of Sabine, yeah. Sabine, and Ahsoka, and that they have some history um, that we are previously unaware of. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she tells, uh, us, um, Hera tells Ahsoka that Sabine would be able to unlock this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, if she'll help, she's like, well, yeah, she will for Ezra. So, and we get a cut <laughs> scene now. Well, right? well, even, I just want to jump just a little yeah. bit with, uh, cause we're talking about how, you know, you're Elizabeth founding out. That was David Tennant, but just that great little dialogue of, you know, where were you? You should have been a little bit closer and had my back. And he's like, well, that's a, a Jedi apprentice position and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. That's not the Jedi way or what, something like that. Then Jedi protocol. Protocol. Then yeah. then how'd you get the, then basically after a little bit of a banter, how'd you get, what'd you do to get the map? And she's like, well, non-traditional Jedi, you know, paraphrasing, but basically not Jedi protocol <laughs> right. on how she got it, so. Right. Great, great little dialogue between the two of them. Huang? Huang? Mm hmm. Huang? Huang? Huang. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, him, him, those, and of course, you know, foreshadowing, now that we can, now that we hear the conversation, look back on it, it's definitely foreshadowing what's to come, you know. Uh, him hanging back with the ship was, was, to, was standard Jedi protocol. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, she's, uh, Ahsoka telling him t- that he should be closer to watch her back. He said that was a Padawan's <laughs> position to do. So, uh, yeah, no, that's yeah. We're gonna we're gonna see that anyway. Um, now we get the cutscene back to Lothal, and man, beautiful! They did action, a man. great job yeah. of representing that and showing that. And we get to see our old buddy Clancy Brown up I there. I love that he popped up and I'm like, yeah, I squealed. I started doing the crab claws. <laughs> <laughs> My wife looks at me weird. What the hell are you doing? I was like, it's Mister Crabs. <laughs> and if you don't know, hmm? now you know. Yep, man. Yeah. So I mean, we hear his voice first, of course. So yeah, we, you know, immediately. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. He did do the voice mm-hmm. for the governor. Ah, so now they got him for this. Oh man, it was so perfect. It was. It, it was. made me happy. It was great. And, uh, you know, comedic moment of introducing somebody there for something mm-hmm. that then they're not there. So funny. Uh, I know it's been a, it's been a trope that's been done so many times, but it still just lands. So mm-hmm. uh, I enjoyed watching him do that. Try to scramble to try and find her. And, you know, Clan, Clancy Brown, that guy has got some serious acting chops like everybody in the show has some serious acting chops like nothing if you pay attention it becomes even more obvious when you start rewatching it i mean it became more like at first the first watch that i did i was just super excited to watch the show and mm-hmm. i wasn't trying to dissect it very much no i just wanted to enjoy it and on the second watch i took a little more time to pay attention to what people were doing and what was going on around and not follow, have to follow the storyline so much but be able to take in the rest of 
what's happening. And everybody does such a great job. You know, the subtleties in, in what they do with their facial expressions, stuff like that, it's, it's, it's great. Um, and if you get a chance to rewatch them, I highly suggest it. Uh, and real quick, even like a, and also a big deep cut during that scene when he went to look for Sabine and he brought in the other senator. I didn't know this until like after my second rewatch, the name sounded familiar. Then, then of course other people noticed it, but he, he mentioned like Senator Jai Krell, you know, say a few words. Mm -hmm. And Jai Krell was one of uh, Ezra's friends when they're in the Imperial uh, school together. Oh, Uh, and that was the same character. So there's like, there's, he had two main buddies. Yeah. And that was the one and helped, which also helped during the battle of the fall too. So it was, I mean, that was a deep cut, but I, like no, I said, that's I cool. Catch it until the second I like time. that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. So, uh, he, so we get, the the governor's gets on the comms. They get, go find me Sabine. Right. And what do we get? We got her on a bike, speeder mm. bike, rock music blaring. Get to the E wings, E wings, yeah. E wings, <laughs> and then the two E wings come up. <laughs> yeah, we were more excited about the E wings than anything else, huh? Yep. <laughs> Why do you love the E wings so much, Chad? First time in canon, I was so excited. Oh, okay, good to know. Reminds me of my childhood, the little action fleet figure I never got to have because it was so <laughs> limited. <laughs> the introduction of the E wing, and then in in I think in the books and first time ever in star wars always excited for first times in star wars mm-hmm. especially in that same i know we'll kind of break it down a little bit more but that that r2 unit was the original r2 d2 kenner figure mm-hmm. based mm-hmm. on that oh yeah with yeah, the designs you, and that uh-huh. bucket and everything mm-hmm. a lot of nods a lot yeah. of leo memes i like that <laughs> yep yep ton for everyone ton. watching we just did it <laughs> well you just did it yeah you look just like him too chad know, good job you. Anyway, uh, so, you know, and they're, they're telling Sabine, you need to come back. They want you for the thing. And she's refusing, of course, once uh, she makes up her mind and digs her heels in. There's no changing her mind. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great little chicken scene that we see because, of mm-hmm. course, they're, the ships are faster than the speeder. So one goes, parks on the highway, and she's on the highway that we've seen so many times yeah. in Rebels and Rebels and Rebels and Rebels. Like, <laughs> So much of that highway. So many things have happened mm-hmm. on that highway. Um, and she just speeds up and goes faster and goes faster. So we get a, a great little, you know, one of these moments of, oh, what's she going to pull? Of course, she's not going to let them stop her. And she cuts the power, slides that thing sideways, slides underneath the E-wing, kicks it back on, little tail shake, and off she goes, <laughs> you know? So funny. And, of course, then she gets the uh, the nod from the the commander was trying to get her to come back he's, he's like, like oh. she's not coming <laughs> okay mm-hmm. yeah. one of my buddies uh he actually cut this scene with with a sabotage yeah <laughs> and it, sad, it, the music was very reminiscent oh yeah and, and mm-hmm. so so another uh, one of my buddies in florida's like oh somebody put sabotage to the scene and a few hours later it was done so, <laughs> and it, it worked so good too yeah well that's that I, the music they had playing yeah. had that same beat yeah. to it. So it was very close to Sabotage, right? I, I thought about that when mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. was watching. I was like, this could be Sabotage. They and, just didn't want to pay for it. And I just <laughs> found out yesterday, because we, we find out at the end, Kevin Kiner did do the score. Like, mm-hmm. that's one of the things I was hoping. But he did work with Ludwig for this song, yeah. uh, for the scene. So, mm-hmm. which is very cool. Yep. Yeah, we're going to talk about the music, too, because it stands out very much, uh, unlike a lot of other Star mm-hmm. Wars shows. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so anyway, yeah, that sabotage song could have been playing just just as well as what they had playing. It was the same. It was the same vibe, the whole same thing. So, uh, but well done. And I gotta say, man, every time I see her, what the, what's the name of the actress that's playing Sabine? I, you know, it's, yeah, have it's Natasha Lee Berdoza. We'll just call her Natasha right Natasha. now. Natasha, who just celebrated her 29th birthday recently. What? Yes, like the other day. Natasha Lou Bordizo. She does not look 29 at all. <laughs> not even close. I'm a I'm terrible at guessing ages, but still. Um Is she supposed to be around that age in this storyline? I don't think so. It's maybe well, mid 20s. Mid 20s, so not too far off. Anyway, I, what I was about to say was that I am constantly shocked at how much she looks like Sabine from the animated series. Mm. Like just it it it's jarring. It's like did they is she for real? <laughs> like is, is is she CGI? Did they CGI <laughs> somebody entirely to make it because she looks so much like Sabine. It's it's crazy. Especially when she cuts her hair. Yeah. It's so yeah. much. It was it yeah. So every time it just it just And the little things wow. that even like credit to Rosario, credit to Natasha, credit to Mary but they get the mannerisms of mm-hmm. the animated versions of the characters mm-hmm. perfectly. All yep. Of them. yep. I was going to bring that up too. The, uh, which was, I was sorry. talking about the, uh, the acting and the, the things that they do with their face, the reaction and stuff like that, that you see, like if you've been watching these characters on rebels, on clone wars, is for, for Soka, especially all the way back to clone wars, there are certain things that they do with their face that they haven't nailed. Like Rosario does the Soka smile, you know, at certain times when she's like, that's right. You know that, you know, she's thinking she's like wanting mm-hmm. to pat herself on the back as she thinks what she did was pretty cool just mm-hmm. then, you know, she's so got that nailed her. and she, yeah. Mm-hmm. And seeing her, you know, like the emotions that come across when they do come across, because the first two episodes, she's pretty, you know, stoic. Very stoic. Yeah. That was a criticism that people watching is like, what is it like, what's going on? And, We'll we'll get into it later. Some of the criticisms I heard, I'm like, they're kind of. I forgot they said they're. Oh, oh. she's she was just in serious mode. I know, I know. It was just like I need to get stuff done right now. I don't have time to mess around. Plus, there's some history as we're coming to find out with her and Sabine. So, um, yeah. Then we get to see where Sabine's been living, which we know if we've seen the end of Rebel, you know. Uh, up in the communications tower, we get to see her stuff. We get a little little peek at her uh, Mando gear that's sitting underneath the desk there when she reaches underneath for something. And uh, we get to see a little Thal cat. Not that it's the <laughs> first time it's been in live action, but we knew we were going to see it. Yep. Uh, and if we get to see any of those wolves, that would be cool. Oh, man. Yeah, but I don't think we're going to. Oh, I guarantee you. Oh, I think we are. They're going to go back to Lothal? I do. Where, wherever. Okay. Maybe they'll be with Ezra when they find him. That's what you're thinking. Yes. Oh, that's is that a hot exact, take? Yeah. Sorry, did I, I just take your hot take? No, no, no. But but okay. that's exactly like, I don't know, everything, the way Filoni, because Filoni's in charge of this thing. Mm-hmm. He, like, Wait, he's, he is? Oh, he is. What? Oh, yeah. Writer, and, and, director. And, and so what I mean by that is that he's he's the one who's going to be like, this is, you know the sandbox that he plays in. We've seen it for a while now. So we all, that's I think we all have a- all cat poop. Exactly. <laughs> we all have- <laughs> a good idea of how he operates in the world that he's created for his characters. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't see why we don't, I don't see how I'm almost like, I don't see how we don't get that. Okay. I hadn't thought about it up yeah. until now. 
actually. So, and, and one of my favorite parts of her being in Ezra's old little area, you see the his collection of buckets in the corner. Mm-hmm. Just a little right. detail, the yep. troopers, a regular sand. It was, I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. Yep. So, yep. We also see her pull out the, the final message that she got from Ezra, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get to see the live action version of it. Um, the little hologram recorded message. Well, and that's the thing is this is why I have a feeling we're, we're going to be going into these avenues because we're, I know Filoni is, is doing a lot of this and we're seeing a lot of things that some people may pass off as fan service. I mean, mm-hmm. having the mural, all these little tiny things, but it I, is fan service. I, I, know, I know, but, but I think it's with a purpose. I think it's a direction and a thing. And that's what I'm saying. So I don't, if people don't want to believe that, I'm like, this is makes total sense that we would be going in that direction, 100. percent Seeing these these aspects of the the Rebels universe and continuing that story makes complete sense. So I, I don't know if people I don't know if people are going to take that, but I don't even care because I'm all in for it. But I, I'm just saying it's, I, it makes total sense that we're going to keep on going in that yeah, direction. I, I don't necessarily think. A lot of the time, fan service is anything negative. I think it's a positive. Well, it's always put with a negative connotation. Yeah. Like, oh, they're just doing it so the fans go, wee. I'm like, maybe, but if it serves the arc of the story and everything yeah. we're going, who cares? Then, okay, good. And wouldn't you want to make the fans go, wee, anyways? Uh, yeah. I and mean, that's how you yeah. keep fans, is that you keep them happy. So yeah. I don't understand what the problem is. And it's, it's always not, put a negative connotation. It's not getting in the way of the story. And no. quite frankly, with the way that Ahsoka's been uh, publicized, or. Uh, publicized i don't know if that's the word been um advertised you know so much it's out there so much you're bound to have new people there and there's going to be a certain level of you know inf- informing them as to the bound the bonds and that these characters have you know you still have to do some of that so if people want to look at it like fan service they're not looking at the fact that you have people who don't know these characters mm-hmm. and need to real need to be uh, informed as to why there's a connection, how they're connected, you know, what exactly happened, all that kind of stuff. So you have these lines that happen. And if you're thinking they're just being said for fan service, they're not, they're, they're also being said for people who don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they don't have to try and make too many jumps of logic and get lost in the story. You don't want that to happen. You want to let the new people <laughs> to give them a chance <laughs> to catch up and, and get happy and excited about the story too. So, and I was going to say, and one of the biggest fan service parts of this scene to me wasn't even dialogue. It, it was in the, the hologram that she's watching and the part where Ezra's talking and when he's like, you're, you're like a sister to me. And he does that little head scratch, that little nervous mm-hmm. tick. Mm-hmm. To me, that is fan service, but that's also a, an attention to detail of something from a character from a show that we all wound up loving. And, you know, well, I think, I think it, 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 these are the visual tells we have that they're doing everything they can. It's like us to the people who really care about the characters that they're keeping that in mind. They're not going through. I know there's going to be an evolution and, and rightly so with every character, there is an evolution in character. If not, it becomes stagnant and boring. Right. But being able to kind of tell people like we recognize we haven't forgotten that and we're going to keep all like make sure that that stays within the arc. We're not going to just, you know, full whole cloth change a character by and and basically have the character by name only, right? Yeah, which I'm sure has got a lot of people really ready to be angry about Sabine being any kind of a Jedi. Oh yeah, and and I've already because, heard it right away. Holy mackerel! Yeah. 
anyways a lot of that got addressed in episode three but yeah we're gonna, we're gonna pretty go quick and i'm like ha see like everybody jumping the gun like everybody calm down mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well i don't know how people have not realized when it comes to dave filoni and john favreau they don't do anything that's ridiculously out of character for anybody no you know even though people might argue that with boba fett i didn't think it was out of character i thought it was a turning point of that character anyway well, they showed, for Boba Fett, they showed his why he turned yeah. anyway. So yeah. they, they had the arc there and explained it all. People don't have the... Um, they just may not like the turn. That's fair, but whatever. Right. Don't act like he didn't do okay. it. Okay. So, uh, we see the moments with Sabine and then uh, Soka does show up. Finally, right? Yeah. Gosh, I really need to watch this more. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways... We get to see um, how awkward it is between them. She does come back. She gets, you know, she gets the message. She goes to back to where the uh, painting on the wall is, mm-hmm. where they were having this the celebration. Yeah. You know, governor's there. And it's a really awkward moment where she talks to everybody but Ahsoka. And Ahsoka's just standing there. She talks to Huang, you know, and talks to the governor governor's like you gonna want to listen to this like let's you know and this is the part where you know i was talking about specifically with clancy brown if you watch his face like his facial expression you see like him caring and wanting to extend that mm-hmm. that it is very important for you and for us and everybody all of us that you listen to this right now you know they just what he conveyed with his facial expressions was was great for that split moment too is it just maybe i'm reading too much into it but i thought that's what no, was going no no I, I think you're spot on with that because he knows as well as anybody what ezra did for mm-hmm. lethal mm-hmm. so i mean and what he means to all the everybody mm-hmm. there too right and, and he yeah. played that character i mean you know i mean he he did voice that character but to watch him on screen and he started talking obviously we we're our memory is going to kick right in we know who it is but then watching him act and maneuver and everything i'm like you know, I love it when they do when they've done this so far. It's like mm-hmm. they they get the character and they pull it out of animation into a real life, and it's like, oh my gosh, spot on. Yep. Yeah. It's perfect. Yep. So, um, yeah, and there's no there's no hello, there's no nothing. How you been? There's zero pleasantries mm-hmm. when she finally when everybody leaves and she has no choice but to Sabine has no choice but to address Ahsoka now, and Ahsoka just. Gives her the map and says, I think we can find Ezra, right? Is that what she says or something like that? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And just reminding people that both Sabine and Ahsoka, as young women, were both very stubborn. And so now adults, they're still both very stubborn. Yep. So, and they just and go proud. walking into Ahsoka's ship and, you know, the conversation's very stilted, very awkward. Mm-hmm. There is some um, talking about... <sighs> just that it didn't work out. I don't, I don't know. You start getting informed as to there was an attempt to be trained and it didn't work out. Yeah. And, and, and I, I go back to the end of rebels, right. And we're, we're, we saw the la- these characters the last time. And, you know, I, I think some people were trying to, were unjustly criticizing like, Oh, they're doing this and that with the characters. Like, but wait a second. We haven't seen them. So being, we haven't seen, so of course there are going to be things that happen from here to then. Like it, it isn't like a like they're trying to criticize it. Like they're just rewriting or whatever. And I'm like, but how? They're, this is a story that we don't know yet. We don't know about what what they did and what they went through to go find Ezra. When 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 we last saw them together, they were taking off. That was the whole thing. Like we got to go find them. Yeah. 
that has been years now. And what, what has happened in between them? I mean, it almost makes sense that, I mean, their critical, uh, basically the overall, overall crit- critique was about Sabine and trying to be Jedi power. I'm like, but that kind of makes sense that if they're together for that long, that maybe that would come up. You know, to me, that would come up. And you're going to have basically a non-Jedi Jedi with, with Ahsoka and trying to train a Mandalorian. Like, to me, it's a bad idea, but why, why is that like a retcon or anything of anything? It's and just it a was a bad aspect. idea with Kanan, but he, I mean, but, and a lot of people forget that scene from Rebels, and I won't dwell on it that much, but it was a narrated scene. It wasn't like dialogue, and it was basically Sabine narrating from the end of Lethal to the end of Return of the Jedi what's going on then. Now it's time to find Ezra. Beyond but, that, yeah. beyond Return of the Jedi, yeah, yeah, it was like a year after. <clears throat> no, it was even longer because we co- we come to find out at the uh, end of Episode oh, Two. Yeah, that's right. Much longer time yeah. has yeah. passed, so it does make sense. So if everybody, people out there that are criticizing this and thinking that uh, there's just not enough time for this, they're trying to retcon things. That there, there's actually a good six to seven, or maybe even more years mm-hmm. from when the battle on Lothal happened and when they show her leaving with Ahsoka from Lothal, there's a lot of years in between there in between those two events. And just because it wasn't made super clear in rebels, when I think that was done on purpose, you know, mm-hmm. why nail anything down instead of, you know, give like a, you know, people need a little bit of closure at some point. At that point in time, the timeline isn't all that important. It's more of a fact of this is what happened the big major things that happened. And yes, eventually we did go looking for Ezra again. It's like open-ended closure. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and so that's, that's what I was thinking with these first two episodes, you know, he nailed down there. Dave nailed down exactly where they are in the timeline as what the current timeline that we know of right now. And of course we are basing this all off the Mandalorian timeline. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, when season one dropped of the Mandalorian, it was specifically said it's five years after the fall of the empire. Right. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. And so season two came and went right. And I mean, we got what a year or something like that from the first. So now it's six years after the fall of the empire. That's yeah. when we have Ahsoka was introduced. She had that fight with uh, Morgan, 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 um, Captured her, okay, and then season three of Mandalorian now doesn't matter anymore as far as the Ahsoka show goes because unless they're going to show her meeting up with Luke somewhere for some reason, but I don't think that's going to happen. That already happened in the timeline. Mm-hmm. Book of Boba Fett. No, 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 not not where so not where we're at now oh. with Ahsoka because oh, okay, okay. because Before. Ahsoka, yeah, is now um, you know uh, Morgan just got. Uh, escape from prison right she got rescued from from the um oh word yeah. <laughs> word soup in my head and i'm trying to straighten it out sorry the republic shuttle the republic ship that she was being held on you know and that had to have been like right after that that fight i can't imagine it was very long afterwards yeah. so we're looking at six years after the fall of the empire that's what we're looking at right now and that makes sense to me and and real quick going back to mandalorian uh when den asked her to train grogu it makes sense makes more sense now why she didn't want to train him because of what obviously happened with sabine right like maybe she was not not i don't want to train any padawans rightfully so now but it just adds a little bit more weight to that 
little she, she might have been waiting to hear from Sabine too to continue the training. So that <laughs> yeah. that might have been another reason why she couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't have done it. Um, but anyway, so that's what we're looking at as far as after the fall of the empire. We're looking at about six six to seven years after the fall of the empire. Now, how long before the fall of the empire was that Battle of Lothal? Do we have any kind of? It was before. Oh, I, never mind. Thanks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How long before the fall of the empire? I gotta did find. That I feel like I had to pull up the timeline happened. because that's another critique I heard from the show about the timeline and that uh, characters don't look old enough because of everything that's happened. I'm kind of going blah, 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 blah. But anyway, I I'm I feel like you're looking at about nine years. Like maybe that yeah. battle of Thal was about two years before the fall of the empire. No. No. no? I think that was before the Battle of Yavin, even. Before the Death Star. Mm Because it leads Mm -hmm. into before Rogue One. Okay. But, like, by a year, less than a year, you think? Okay. So, I I still think you're on with, like, nine or ten years, because the the original trilogy is about four or five years. Mm -hmm. Right. So, add add one plus five, six, or about ten, eleven years from the Battle of Lothal. Okay. So 10, 10, yeah, 10, 11 years sounds about right. And the reason why even more so we see, we'll see somebody later on that yep. fits about that right age. Right. You think about that age, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> so I think everybody looks just fine for where we're at on yeah. the timeline. Okay. Yeah. And remember that's where the timeline's at. So we still have a pretty big, ch- like think about five years, like a lot of things happen in five years. Okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of things. Um, it's it's not just the something that just passes quickly with nothing happening, even though it may seem that way. So why not um, Ahsoka trying to train somebody? Yeah, I mean Sabine mm-hmm. needs something to do too, and you know they were comrades in arms. They fought against the Empire, all that stuff. She had done some training with Kanan already, as Joe alluded to earlier. There was some of that that happened between Ezra, Kanan, and herself and Sabine. Mm-hmm. And so there was, you know, some talent there. And Ahsoka, because she's a non-traditional Jedi, as gets pointed out so many times by Huang, <laughs> um, why would she not? She obviously felt that there was some reason to do it. And so they did. But of course, them being who they are too, you know, non-traditional training methods <laughs> sometimes fall apart and sometimes they non-traditionally start up again in a weird way. So I don't see any of what they've done as being completely far-fetched or out of character or any of that type of thing. Just because it didn't get mentioned in Rebels doesn't mean that it didn't happen. Yeah. Okay. So everyone needs to unclench and let it go. <laughs> let it go. Listen There's, to the guy that wrote the entire story of these characters. The I'm place. sure he knows the timeline a little bit better than the fans. No, right? no, incorrect. <laughs> right? Okay. So, anyway, let's move on. I, yeah, just addressing the timeline thing and addressing the fact that Sabine had been learning from Ahsoka. I don't think it's a huge deal. It There's plenty of time for it. Five years. I mean, think about it. Padawans, you know, when they're five years old to ten-year-old, they're wielding lightsabers and doing a bunch of crazy things. Mm-hmm. You know, and Sabine grew up in a war and is Mandalorian. It's not like she's a complete stranger, like, to any of this stuff. Yeah. You know, she takes action. She's physical. She's able to make up her mind. And she has gone through a lot. She's not a child. No. Okay. By any stretch of the imagination. So, 
the fact that she was learning from a former Jedi, which Ahsoka keeps saying, I'm not a Jedi, mm-hmm. I'm not a Jedi, I'm not a Jedi, keeps having this argument with Huang, um, you know, isn't, it's, it's not a stretch at all. So I really hope people get past that and just can enjoy the show. So anyway, um, the map, the map, the map, the map, the globe. Okay. So Sabine takes it. She's going to want to, you know, find out about it, blah, blah, blah. Story moves on quickly. I know it's, there's a bunch of detail. I'm not, I don't think we need to go over all the last little bit, but typical, which we all saw it coming. (laughs) Sabine was told, don't take the map from Ahsoka's ship. Ahsoka turns her back for a second to talk to Huang. And when she comes back, Ahsoka and Sabine is gone and she has the map. And, you know, so it takes some talking from Hera. Hey, just give her some time. Let her figure it out. Just let, let, you know. Okay. So Sabine, of course, goes back to the comm tower and in the meantime, someone has been dispatched to go to Lothal because we haven't talked about Ray Stevenson. But I was going to say this whole barely scene at all. Simple. So good, yeah, barely at all. It makes it makes the sting of his loss mm-hmm. even felt even more watching this now. You know, um, very well. Very, it's an awesome character. Mm-hmm. He plays such a good fine line. They're not. They're not Sith. They're definitely not Jedi. Like, but they're not like as like f- foaming at the mouth, violent like the dark Jedi. Nor- like are normally portrayed mm-hmm. like the Inquisitors. Like they're so much more thoughtful like the Jedi. And it's just such a beautiful like middle middle ground that plays so well opposite of Ahsoka, who's also not a Jedi. They're mm-hmm. kind of the opposite ends of the spectrum of the non-Jedi, non-Sith world. Like Jedi mercenaries. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, having, having that, that ability is like they're not driven by pure evil. It's more, even though, you know, we talk about the Sith and, and power, 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 but it, when they come on the screen and they start talking, it's infinitely more conniving, I feel like. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, the only people really had a lot of conniving out of before, predominantly, was the Emperor, right? So to have these kind of like, that kind of, in the background, like he's talking, he's kind of like, and you can see him like thinking through the things, and like he's like, yeah, he's not. It's not going to be. It's, I don't think it doesn't look to me like a tra- traditional like Sith and apprentice mm-hmm. type relationship. They act like it, but I'm thinking that there's more, and it makes me sad that he's gone because who knows where they could have gone with that character and that relationship between those two? Because yeah. even that I found interesting and that I little love, bit. Yeah, I love the touch of Hattie having the little Padawan braid because yeah. the Sith didn't do that, so they're mm-hmm. you know. Skull's character is still he's very he's he's kind of like Dooku he's still very much Jedi but he doesn't believe in the Jedi way he doesn't believe in, in the in order the, in and the order mm-hmm. it's funny that you said that because I got a Qui-Gon vibe mm-hmm. but, which but on the we, dark end of yeah it. but Dooku and Qui-Gon yeah that they're a master and prince mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like but no he god dang the way he this character is that's a, a great character a awesome character. great character he like he command the, the thing that I like about it is because he walks in and commands right away, doesn't have to say much and and you know to me that's always a power a sign of a power not only a powerful character but well done well directed well acted the whole thing just understanding the energy and the power as soon as you see the character on screen because we the second we see him I kind of went like oh yeah like right away you feel that and every time he comes on the screen I feel that power and that energy and like that that ominous kind of like sense behind him and the look of the him and shin are very clone wars 
and their tunics and their their robes everything real clone war style so mm-hmm. yeah very cool and this is where we also find out that morgan's a, a night sister her her ancestors right mm-hmm. right yep she mm-hmm. went down they I, I forgot about that scene i remembered it right when we started talking about this actually um they do have a scene with them at the temple where ahsoka fought those uh HK droids mm-hmm. and where we had the self-destruct happen, uh, where they're looking for the map and it's all gone. And, uh, Morgan just, uh, you know, announced that she has it speaking, talking about Ahsoka. Um, but also we see this new character in the background, mm-hmm. which I did not pay attention to at all. The first time I watched it, Second time I watched it, I was like, oh, he was there this whole time. I thought it was an HK droid or something the first time I watched it. I wasn't paying attention. What's and the theory on him? There's a... Uh, there's a wait, what's what's his name? Mort, Mort, Morak? No, that's oh. not it. But Joe, you know the theory, right? I'm trying to remember it because I remember coming across it. Somebody sent it to me. Whoever it is, I'll go look back at my phone. But somebody sent me a video so, talking the theory about this character in particular. Him. I, I know. There's been a bunch of theories out yeah. there. And I purposely ignored it because I didn't want it to taint what I'm watching so I, you I know like how I feel it. about I those know. those things. They they drive me nuts because as soon as it doesn't turn out to be what all these people are expecting, they're going to get really angry about it. <laughs> and I have no time for that. Um, so, anyway, well, his name is Morak. 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 Okay. The Inquisitor looking guy. Right. Okay. So I don't know how I missed the fact that he had one of the, that spinning blade sitting on his back. Mm-hmm. And they showed it several times as he's walking around. I just completely missed it the first time I watched the, the episode. I was like, how did I not see this guy? But he was there. He must have been using his Sith stealth abilities on me or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, no, he's he's there. He's on the planet, and he's walking around with them, and he's got his dual spinning blade, Inquisitor blade, strapped to his back, just out in plain view. And I'm like, I can't believe I missed that. You guys, Did you guys all see that the first go around? Mm-mm. I did. I didn't. He, he was standing right there behind Shin, kind mm-hmm. of. But like I say, it was hard. I mean, if you, there's so much going on between Morgan and Balin and Shin. But I see him kind of walking away. I didn't see the lightsaber right away, but I, mm-hmm. I saw, I, I remember seeing him in the previews and I saw just, or the trailers, but. I didn't even notice him in the trailers. Yet. What about you, Chad? You notice him when he was standing in there? No. But I just, look, I just look at him. I'm like, that's an Inquisitor. He just got that look. Mm. And kind of. Going real quick, going back to Morgan finding out she's a night sister again made so much more sense that she was able to hold her own against Ahsoka yep. in that episode of yep. The Mandalorian. It's like who's this lady just fighting a dual bladed Jedi, a double or yeah, yeah, uh, yep, yep. It sure does, and it, it just totally does. just leveled her up <laughs> on where she could go in the future too. Yep. Oh, yep. Uh, yeah, finding out she's a uh, night sister is. Is pretty big. It's a big deal. Um, she's way more powerful than than she appears. Um, do not underestimate her at all. And uh, which is why she was able to tell um, Ray Stevenson's character to send his Padawan to Lothal. Yeah, you know what's a Lothal? Sabine Wren. She'll want to go there. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So that's why the ambush happens later. Of course, we saw it coming. Mm-hmm. Second, she took the map. We're like, oh boy, here we go. Mm-hmm. Here comes the fight. So, <clears throat> you know, we do get to see the the time of, uh, oh, when she's heading back to her her thing, we get to see those little little tiny probe droids that the Sith are so fond of using mm-hmm. to go find out. What, what, what are those things? They're just probe droids, just little scouts. Little probe, droid, 
probe droids. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Very That's what I episode I one Darth Maul mm-hmm. looking for mm-hmm. vibe, mm-hmm. which there's a lot of little of that in the first three episodes. Well, it's not the only time we've seen that probe droid. Oh, yeah. They, they, a lot of different Imperial uh, agents have used those things all oh, over Oh, just the with place. like camera angles and mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. So, um, you know, that's how we know that it's definitely going to be on because they're on Lothal. The probe droid's up. It comes in and meets, meets um, the Padawan. What's what's her name? Man, I can... Shin. Shin. Shin Hati. A hard time with these names sticking <laughs> in my brain for some reason. I haven't heard them enough is what mm-hmm. it is. Um, so, uh, but we see Sabine figuring out the puzzle and again, I feel like it's so much like if you just had been turning the things, eventually you would have come across this pattern that you mm-hmm. needed. I don't know. That's just me. I agree Maybe with it's you. the video gamer in me that's just like, well, could have figured this out at any point in time by just spinning that thing around. Eventually, yep. you would have gotten the pattern. Yep. No, I agree with you on that one. And when she was doing it, I'm like, oh, of course she's going to figure it out, even though we have a great Jedi and all this. I can't figure it out. Then here you go. Oh, here you go. You know? Yeah. Twisty, twisty, turny, turny. There you go. Rubik's cube. Yep. So, um, but you know, effects were cool. Look nice. We get to see more Lothal cat lazing around, mm-hmm. and uh, then the fight is on. She goes outside to pet the cat, and the cat starts hissing. Turns around. There's an HK droid, and man, Sabine has not lost a step. I have to say, not with that. With Shin mm-hmm. standing behind the HK too. Wasn't it? No, oh, not, not yet. yet. Oh, okay. No, she that, she was up top. Oh, she was chasing the one mm-hmm. out. It was the the two HK droids, right? So the first one, she she you know wallops quite a bit. It falls down, but then she gets you know attacked from behind by the second one. And the first one runs inside, grabs the map, smashes a bunch of her stuff. Just rude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just rude. That guy. <laughs> Jesus, I was like, really? You're not going to just steal the thing? You're going to blast a bunch of stuff in here too? What a dick move. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so she uh, blasts the, the one that's holding on to her by grabbing onto the uh, blaster on its back, blasts its leg, and goes chasing after the first one. Um, she ends up going... Did she go back and grab her light, the lightsaber? Yeah. Before going downstairs? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why, why do you think... Did she see Shin down there or something? Or did she just feel like... I mean, I, what, I wonder what made her go and grab the lightsaber. I just took it as Mando mode, grab the weapons. Right, they, could be because she had sure. a blaster and she had the um, lightsaber. Yep, yeah. She would have carried. She carried those anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the past, when she carried the dark saber, she'd have a blaster in her and the mm-hmm. dark saber on mm-hmm. her anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kind of like standard kit. So right. someone's like, "Oh, maybe she felt her." Pro- I, don't, I don't. I'm not dip, dipping that deep into I, it yet. No, I, I think no. it's just. I, I think it's just grabbing weapons. Yeah, it's like yeah. grabbing the weapons that are right there and let's go. Yeah, yeah. that sounds more plausible to me. That's just the Mandalorian Can we, training. We get reminded how badass of a warrior she is mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, she's no yeah. slouch and she's no stranger <laughs> to any of this. Yeah, and she does no fear. No, she yeah. jumps in right away. So she goes downstairs, finally gets to the bottom. There's Shin standing there. The other HK droids there, and the lightsaber fights on. <laughs> You know, and I was surprised to see that. I didn't think that was going to happen. Um, but she jumped right on in and and I had to remind myself, oh, yeah, she has fought this different styles before. When she had the Darksaber, mm-hmm. she learned how to use the Darksaber. Why would she not be comfortable pulling out a lightsaber? She defeated Gar Saxon with Ezra's lightsaber when he had the Darksaber. So, I yeah. Mean, so she, she's, yeah, exactly. She has, this is not something new. These are not new stories they're trying to retcon in or new <laughs> skills they're trying to retcon in for a character this yeah. is 
tried and this is long established skills that Sabine Wren has. Okay. So, and she fought well. She jumped in. And, you know, it was fun to watch this fight a couple different times. Um, Shin has her own style for sure. She likes using her cloak and spinning it around, like purposely trying to distract with the cloak, which is different from what I've seen from other Jedi doing where they're just spinning the cloak, just seems to do it. Like she was grabbing onto the edge of it and spinning it around, trying to distract, blind, do whatever, and then attack with the lightsaber afterwards. And, you know, it just goes to prove how much of a seasoned warrior Sabine is. She wasn't falling for any of that stuff, you know, granted she did get stuck in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she did manage to, uh, put out a distress call really quickly. So Huang and Ahsoka were on their way and uh, they did manage to get there. Fortunately, uh, right as Sabine did get stabbed by get run through with the lightsaber, but she still still didn't stop fighting. Like she kept swinging that she did not stop. So even though she was wounded, she was still holding the lightsaber <laughs> up. She was still swinging at Shin. She did. And, and once the uh, Ahsoka showed up, and the ship was there, you know, in a full lights, you know, Shin turns around and she's like, okay, time to go. So she leaves. The HK, the droid that had the, the map had already bounced. Um, but, you know, they so they show Sabine fall on the ground and, you know, that's the end of, of episode one. I was surprised to see that. I was like, I thought we were leaving to go find Ezra. What's happening yeah. right now? So, you know, and I go, I don't remember her ever fighting or getting her. Like, what is happening? So end of episode one was a little puzzling. That's why I said it's, I'm glad they put out the second one because we immediately launched in the second one. Yeah. Now I have to say, I did know somebody who didn't know there was a second one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and only watched the first one and then stopped and like, what is going on? <laughs> and when I talked to them, I was like, well, dude, you know that she's not dead. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, but you didn't watch the second one? He's like, there's a second one? I'm like, ah, man. Dude. They put out two of them. He's like, oh, I didn't know. And that was funny. For those people that keep wanting to fight about lightsaber wounds and stabbings and compared to Qui-Gon, she (laughs) was stabbed in the love handle area. Not quite. Yeah, off to the ribs, not in the heart. He was stabbed in the heart. (laughs) Yeah. That's the difference between a a master and an apprentice. Mm -hmm. Um, Master would have center punched her. Apprentice missed. Yep. Exactly. So, like, I don't even take it as, like, oh, of course Sabine lives. She's the main character. Like, not just that. Like, the apprentice isn't as good at lightsaber combat. She missed. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know why people keep making that fight. I mean, other than it's just funny. Mm -hmm. I have seen some of those those, uh, deep fake videos of of, uh, Qui-Gon, like, getting mad about you know, people getting stabbed <laughs> yeah. in the center and not dying. And he's like, oh, sure, I died. Everyone else gets to live. Like, I've seen those. And those are funny. Yeah. Comedically, that's <laughs> hilarious. I saw a meme of the ghost Qui-Gon after Reva got stabbed. And he's like, oh, it's okay. It's one in a million. Then it's just to be. And he's like, come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, no, it's funny. All right. But anyway, so that's how uh, episode one ends. And then the music kicks in. What? Yeah, go ahead. What? I think I was going to say what you're going to say. So the music, yeah, the music, the music is very somber. The first thing we say is to our friend Ray. Mm -hmm. Yep, Mm -hmm. yep, yep, yep. That's up there. Just a great another reminder that he's gone. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. The music, (laughs) which is available on the that the closing credits is available on Spotify and Apple. If you want it, Mm. that's not even a paid uh, advertisement. No. 
I'm going to kill your phone, dude. It was a theory of that. The whole... I'm going to throw it away. Do we need to hear this theory? Is it really important? Not right now. I'll tell it after. I, it just popped up on my phone because I went looking for it. But we don't have to. It's, no, it's okay. We we're, in, we're in between we, episodes now, so you we, might as We well can talk about it. It now. has to do, go back to the theory of the guy is that he is uh, off of one of the games, Killer. So... There, there's there's a handful of theories, yeah. and Star Killer's one because somewhere in the additional voices, Sam Waiter showed up. But, That's why. But he's That's such why. a fi- you know friend, a fan. He could have been the guy that went Ugh! voiced yeah. by Sam Waiter. Uh, but the, he's been a theory. That's the connection. Ezra because, is a theory. Yeah. Um, it's not Ezra. If it's Ezra, what's I'm the video game stuff. guy? Uh, Cal Kestis. People no. just want these fans. But the only theory other than uh, Star Killer that I'm actually kind of kind of on board with is Barris. Who has that history with Ahsoka? Why she left the Jedi Order? The whole thing. Who are we talking about? Barris? No, that was a as female character. Though. Yeah, this is not. Oh, look as like the a Inquisitor. This does yeah. not look yeah. like a female character no. at all. You no, Morak, who's its own character. Yeah, exactly. What's wrong with a new character? Right? Yeah. No, no, I get okay. that, but people, you know how it is. And then some people actually, and I, again, another one I agree with was the Inquisitor during the Temple Battle in season two finale, the one that went off. With the destroyed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Saying that, yeah, he crashed, but did he die? Yeah. And his mask looks very similar. Yeah. But then as, <laughs> my favorite one is he's a space uh, Rinsler from Tron. Because there's a, the poster looked like Rinsler, which was evil Tron. But never mind. That's okay. Wow. All right. But cool. Starkiller. Yeah, that's the main one. Starkiller is the main one. So episode two. <laughs> he's like, I'm moving I on. So don't care about those theories at all. Episode two. Fun episode also. Toil and Trouble. Yep. Lots of action. I love that we've gotten lightsaber duels in every single one of these episodes so far. Um, didn't realize how much I missed them. As much as I love Mandalorian. Um, and we've seen a few, you know, in Mandalorian yeah. too. A little bit of it. Again, from Ahsoka. Um, and a little bit from Luke too, when he showed up. But uh, we didn't. We weren't getting it every episode. We're getting it every episode now. So People we get say to more s- lightsaber battles in the entire sequel trilogy. Have <laughs> been in right. <laughs> right? Um, oh gosh. So where do we start? We start with uh, I believe Sabine's in the hospital. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that where season where episode two starts? So Sabine's alive. Not a big surprise. <laughs> yeah. Um. And you know, there's oh god, the story just progresses. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Don't start on the beach. We have the beach. The beach of what? Where they're doing? Never mind. We'll get to it. I mean, where they take the uh, the the map, the globe, the map to. I don't think it starts there. Yeah, does it? I think it's this next scene. All right. Anyways, maybe it will. Either way. You know, Sabine's alive. She's in the hospital. There's a lot of discussion about whether she can go help, do whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, Ahsoka is still being pretty pragmatic and, and not and stoic. And she keeps saying things that can be taken both negatively and positively. She's been very, very ambiguous about how she talks to Sabine. And I feel like she does that on purpose because... She's doing it, I feel like, because I've done this to people too. It's like, you decide how you want to take this mm-hmm. because that'll show me exactly what you're feeling about yourself. You know what I mean? You can either take it as a you know good, a pat on the back or take it as a criticism, but that will inform me as to exactly what you think of yourself right now, what, you're, what you've done, you know? 
Um, and I think that's what she's she's doing with Sabine in these first two episodes because she's still trying to figure out what whether without encouraging her because I think she does want to keep teaching Sabine. I have that feeling too. But also, she's not going to try and teach somebody who doesn't want to be mm-hmm. taught. Yeah. You can't teach somebody who doesn't want to be taught. So she's trying to be as ambiguous as possible just so that Sabine can make up her own mind. Which becomes a point when she, when her and Hera have this discussion about it. And she's like, well, when she's ready. She's like, how does somebody know when they're ready? And just know. Um, and that's, you know, that's the, a lot of people like to call that the come to Jesus moment. You, know, you <laughs> yeah. just know. So anyway, um, I know that at one point, uh, Ahsoka goes back to the comm tower after talking to Sabine, mm-hmm. goes, HK droids trying to hide, hide well, out. Well, she tells them there's one there because we're getting that, you know, that parent, but not really reward. Like, oh, what'd you, oh I, I, I solved the map. Oh, what'd you see? Why didn't you see that? Why not? You know, then kind of downed her for that. But she's like, but there, there was how, you know, how many droids were there? And. And she said, "Well, there's but the two, two. but then the mm-hmm. then Ahsoka knew the one would probably still be there." Mm-hmm. And well, she said she took one out, so there would be information there. So, so, so that's why Ahsoka went there. And you know, the cat was hanging out out front of the thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, HK, you know, she's goes in, looks around, sees where where Ahsoka's been living, and then uh, the HK droid comes down, and she just takes out immediately. It's not even an issue. And, you know, typically and this is, you know, these moments is where you get that flash of the old Ahsoka that we're all know and love is, you know, she's like, oh, we we're hoping you were still sticking around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was hoping you were still here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to no one in particular, she's just, you know, proud of herself in that, in that moment. <laughs> yeah. Ha ha. You know, I knew I was right. Um, takes a head back to Sabine and, you know, we get a little, some more comedy happening here. You know, she's like, oh, I can figure out where it came from. Because HK droids are different. They have backup, blah, blah, blah. You know, even when they get wiped, they still have retained information. And she's like, so I just need to, you know, modulate the energy, right? And Hera's there in, in you know, also communication in a hologram form. <laughs> Which Wang points out because uh, Sabine does inform them that there is a chance of there being an explosion if she does it wrong. And Hera goes, I say go for it. And Wang's like, of course you do. You're a hologram. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the one like non-living creature is the one that's more scared about the thing exploding. I know the droids more worried about dying than uh, the other the actual people. So, um, anyways, they get the information they need from the head, uh, which is that it was in Corellia, which leads to a really great fun scene. So. They head to Corellia and Morgan Elsbeth, of course, had a shipping yard there. And so they're going to go check that out, see what happened with it. Blah, 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 blah. They go. I don't know what we see at this point. I think this is where we get the scene where they're at the planet that the map led them to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are stones set up. It's almost like a Stonehenge kind of situation happening. Um, and there's a center pillar. And... um. What's what's the Ray Stevenson's character? Balin Skull. Balin. 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 Balin puts the map, the Golden Globe, down on that center pillar, and it aligns itself. So he's like, all right, get a hold of Morgan, because we I think we found the, the jumping off point. 
right? And he, and he hears some things in the sky, right? <laughs> Those sounds, which at first I That's didn't terrible. realize that no, that was so so <laughs> off, so off. Um, you're gonna have to practice on your whale calls, Joe. Okay, so not not now. No, no, not now. No, no. We're limited on time, so practice later. Come back to us. Let us know how you progressed. Anyway, um, oh, do they cut straight to this or do they go? No, they they do have her show up, and she does her thing. You get to see that infamous green witch smoke magic fire glow stuff start coming up. It lifts the globe up. They get uh, pointed in the right direction. They know where to go now. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, yes. now we're at Corellia. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. Well, and I, it, this whole scene is the, the funnest part of the show for me. So, this, yeah. is, this is what really sticks out in my mind. Um, if there's other details that are important, please jump in and let me know. But watching Hera and Ahsoka tag team together mm-hmm. <laughs> was so much fun. Especially with this guy who that they went to, like this actor, I've seen him in so many things. A lot of things. He yeah. always plays such a great smarmy little s- slippery type yeah. of character. I mean, it, they couldn't have casted any better. No, he they were yeah for. when 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 he popped yeah up, Peter Jacobs yeah, when yeah, he popped on the screen. I'm like, oh, I know where this is going to go. Like you almost know because that's just the vibe, and he does it so well. Even that character. Like that little interaction when they're like going in the transport and just, I'm like, man, you're lying, you're slimy, you're hiding stuff, like everything. And I love it because automatically, like you just see a silk in the back going like, Mm-hmm. Well, and like I was going to say, look like, yeah, huh? Right. Is right. that you're not worried about Ahsoka or Harry because you yeah. know something's going to happen and they can hold their own. Oh, absolutely. And Harry's just sitting there kind of poking at him, poking at him, and, and just Ahsoka in the back with like that, that knowing, like, oh, you're so full of crap. Because they're seeing everybody oh. as they pass, like side eyeing them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, 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 <laughs> the whole thing is like, we know where this is going to go, like they're, right away. They're battle sense is just pinging oh, like crazy you know and here i love this scene with with hera because the questions that she just keeps going mm-hmm. she doesn't stop just keep questioning questioning and then when and, and his reactions too like watching his facial reactions watching the way he talks and watching the way he keeps like sidestepping the smooth sidestepping mm-hmm, and just mm-hmm, sidestepping mm-hmm. like the whole time you're like oh my god this guy is so full of crap oh yeah and these, oh, he, yeah. he drops these pieces of information like well of course you know of course we have ex imperials here like things just don't switch over we're you know just everything about him smarmy so well done yep. but also so often done by this actor He's got it down pat and mm-hmm. he delivers it so great. It's fun to watch it. I, I want to watch it again after I'm actually <laughs> thinking about that. But watching him go back and forth. And then finally they come to the, you know, and, and seeing that for all the questions that Hera and Ahsoka are, or Hera is asking, Ahsoka is just observing, but they're still being observant enough to see what's going on around them. And Hera going, hey, that jump drive is, or, or whatever it is, that, that hyperspace drive. That's way too big for anything the the Republic's building. What is that for? And he goes, uh, "Oh, hmm. Well, you know, just the way mm-hmm. like, Jesus classified. Always, always just backpedaling just enough to recompose himself and and give another stall, stone word, uh, stone wall answer. Yeah. So yeah, brings up the 
Let's see what it is. Brings up the file. Oh, oh, classified. And she's like, well, unclassified. I'm a general. She's, he starts arguing with, with Hera. And she's like, I'm a general. Trust me. I can unclassify. I can authorize it. And he's like, uh, and he calls over the droid. I love how we finally get a legitimate use. The protocol droid doing protocol. protocol yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> that was right. <laughs> and of course, throwing the entire operation under the bus. Too, yeah. Which well, was well Soka's like, what else is over here? What other kind of droids do you have? And, right. Oh, yeah. The HK droids. An assassin droid. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think not. Nor was one here five rotations ago. <laughs> not quite a second. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So funny to have the droid just pipe up with the information. Yeah. Oh my God. It made me laugh so much because it was so reminiscent of the type of crap that C-3PO used to do mm-hmm. when they tell him to shut up and yeah. you just vomit information out all over the place you're like shut up of course can't tell this droid to shut up because it's too late cat's yeah. out of the bag yeah hk droid has been there and it had higher clearance than me <laughs> why didn't you you know he's still trying to play the innocent yeah, like, yeah. why didn't you report this like why it had higher clearance and they're like stop that ship stop. and then you know all hell all, all the stuff goes down yeah and again real quick even before that when we see ahsoka and Hera, uh before they get to the planet for fan service, we see the Phantom and Chopper, mm-hmm. which leads oh. into this the scene that we're getting to. Yeah. So. Yep, yep, yep. So seeing Phan- that in live action is like, yes. Yep, Chop. Phantom and Chopper are there, yep. Um, so anyway, some, and, and you know, we're getting these glances at the four people that are in there too. Like they keep like looking over. So you're like, oh yeah, this is gonna, this mm-hmm. is gonna hap- jump off real quick here. And yeah, but you know, of course, Hera and Ahsoka handle all four of them very quickly. <laughs> For the empire. Um, yeah, that yell for uh, for the empire. I'm like, you idiot. Mm-hmm. Just start. Bl- shut up. This is why you guys always die. You do something stupid <laughs> like that. Like you're not going to get kudos for for yelling for the empire right before you get chopped in half. You dummy. Anyway, um, quick little combat scene. They dispatch those four. Uh, Hera tries, you know, yells at them to to come back, and they don't. So she goes off to the ghost. Ahsoka jump, you know, the, we've seen this before too in the trailers where she's jumping out a window and then goes landing. So mm-hmm. she goes jumping out that window, does the hero land, landing. And I love the final little shot they give of the guy like coming, peeking out from behind the protocol droid. <laughs> Hilarious. Anyway, so now it's the business. Um, Hera goes running to the Phantom, tells Chopper to heat up the engines. And the scene with him, with her and Chopper is mm-hmm. so typical throwback like vintage did not miss a beat like chopper is still chopper even after all those years and ahsoka goes chasing after the ship that's leaving and then comes to halt because now she's got mordok is that his name and another hk droid standing there so time to fight and it's a good fight too well coordinated Mm -hmm. great fight um, you know, you get to, like, again, I love the subtle acting that they do in the middle of all this stuff because you get to see those glimpses of young Ahsoka when she does something like, yeah, I see what you're going to do now. You know, like when she, when she sticks the, the HK droid and then uses that as a shield going up against yeah. them, you see the smile on her face. You're like, Oh my God, she's still, yeah. You know, it's like that, that kid inside is still there even after all the years. So. And I like I, seeing that. And I got, I, I saved them. And I, I, I got to put them together, but there's like, you're talking about the, the Ahsoka smirk and mm-hmm. they'll put Rosario and 
the animated next to each other, same smirk, hand on the hip. Mm-hmm. And one of the the new big ones, it's from this scene where she force pushes, but she's got her lightsaber, so she has her fingers out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's the exact, think, isn't it like that? kind of like yeah, because she's holding. It was, it was she's like giving that. the horns. Yep. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, just a, again, attention to detail that they're doing with the show and the actors. I mean, I'm sure a lot of Rosario watched the hell out of Clone Wars when it was out. So, but yeah, like I said, this this battle was a great lightsaber battle. Yeah, it was a great fight. Um, at the same time, you have uh, Hera. You know, she. It is funny to see her. Like they show the Phantom flying by, and then you see her looking down at, and she's like, almost like, "Yep, that's typical." Yeah, <laughs> seeing them them fighting down there, lightsaber swinging around. It's a great shot. I love mm-hmm. seeing that. Mm-hmm. Um. She goes chasing after the ship that's leaving with the hyperdrive. And of course, they have two tail gunners and they start opening up on her. So she, but of course, we know Hera. She's in her element, piloting, dodging. She is old hat at this one. And so <laughs> she starts doing that and she starts having a conversation with Chopper. And of course, it's more of an argument than a conversation <laughs> as usual. Uh, she tells him to start to get ready to put a tracker on the ship. Oh, no. He's like, why why don't you blast it? She's like, if I shoot it down, it's going to crash into the port city. I can't do that. So, you know, get get a tracker ready. And you can always make out what Chopper's saying in in his beeps and groans. Yep. In the weird weird speech. Yeah. Um, If you if you think about what her response is and you especially if you watch again, if you watch it over again. You pay attention to what the sounds are coming out of Chopper and her response. And it sounds very, you you can tell that he definitely said, you know, like you've been in my stuff or yes, you, or no, you didn't, or, you (laughs) know, or I found it or, you know, or found it or, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, all his, his responses are, they do sound, yeah, they're, they're Chopper, but you can tell what he's saying. But it's great to hear her arguing with him about where the tracker is. And while they're they're and it's funny that he gets mad at her. He's like, "Hey, we're getting blasted out of here!" You know, <laughs> his little arms come out and he starts banging on the ship. Anyways, it was it was such a throwback, but still so fun and on brand, and still mm-hmm. super fun to watch. Anyway, um, so between that happening and Ahsoka fighting this guy, um, at what point in time he does get the signal? So he does his uh, spin the blades and huck it at her. She goes dodging it, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, goes running after him. And we get to see this great scene that we've seen, you know, in a lot of different movies, but it's always fun to watch. The ship coming in, it's just blasting away. It's mm-hmm. riddling on the ground. And she's just running straight out anyway. She doesn't hesitate. She doesn't go diving to the side. She goes diving in the between in the, middle, the blast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but really what's happening is it's just cover for s- smoke, you know. This is a churning everything up. The guy goes jumping up onto the ship and... You know, at that point in time, it's too late for her to uh, chase after him. And I love that little thing where he like pulls his spinning blade back and she just does the slightest little dodge yeah. to miss it. I was like, man, it would have been great if she had like stuck her lightsaber into that thing while it flew by and just let it fall to pieces on no, the that would like, be, ah, That would have been even better. It would have yeah. been like, bang. Like, no. No, yeah. you don't get yeah. that back. Yeah. Yep. I would have liked to have seen that. But anyway, then he'd have been forced to use a regular one. Like, yeah, because mm-hmm. that happened right after. You know, there's since that ship's about to jump, Chopper finds the tracker, and mm-hmm. Hera does a little inverted Top Gun mm-hmm. move as yep. Chopper throws and droid flexes after so he. Tell me how you saw him. I was inverted. <laughs> <laughs> you were. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. So yeah, 
Yeah, so he does manage to stick the tracker this time. He doesn't miss this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she tells him that not like last time. You better, you better make it hit it this time, or don't miss this time. I think. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, it was it was fun, funny dialogue. Fun. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. They do get the tracker on there, and uh, so they have that to go on now. Um, so the whole scene was great. That was that was the funnest mm-hmm. part for me for that for that episode. I know it does move on. You know, they show them getting arrested or the one guy getting arrested anyways, the only one that's left. Um, you know, and they have the conversation about Imperial. And you start getting a, a very overwhelming sense of there's a lot of subversive um, people who are still loyal to the Empire, like all over the place, mm-hmm. all over the place. It becomes even, feels even more so in this next episode. Uh and in between like all this action and stuff, even before I think the really action really kicks in, we do get a cutscene with Sabine and Huang because she's still healing mm-hmm. and kind of going over like, uh, you know, talking about the lightsaber, then her training. And well, you know, she is there for you. You still got to be wanting to be trained like we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And uh, so basically put planting that seed in her like that comes into the later scene that she is ready than the beautiful scene we get at the end. But also letting her know that she is the worst candidate yeah. ever. <laughs> ever. 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 Like, yeah, to yeah, be yeah. A Jedi. Yeah, you suck. I mean, that was basically the gist of it. It's like, yeah. oh no, you're, you're terrible. <laughs> it was, that was so funny. So again, not, not trying to build up to the fact that she suddenly has force powers, but definitely, you know, bringing home the fact that you don't have any force powers. I don't know why she wants to train you, but you know, you still should want to be trained. I just, it was funny. And, and Huang's outlook on life of, you know, I'm just telling the truth. I, I didn't speak anything but the truth. Mm-hmm. It's, it cracks me up. Like he, he does it again. It's like C-3PO style. It's yeah. like, what? Will you just stop? Just stop. But there's no stopping him. Anyway. Um, yeah. I, they, you know, they, they show that and then they finally do find out where the ship went to. I mean, mm-hmm. Tro- Chopper was tracking it. They know where they're going to go. And, uh, yeah, Sabine, they show her get better. They show her go back to their thing. And then she has the, that moment that we've seen in a lot of different um, shows and movies where the person is ready to move forward with whatever they're doing. And, you know, there's always some kind of uh, thing that is done. And in this, in this situation, she, you know, is kneeling down. She's got her helmet there and she, she has long hair. She's had long hair this whole mm-hmm. time. Uh, she takes a blade and cuts that hair right off mm-hmm. down to the uh, short version that we're used to seeing her in. Yep. But the way she plays her best car, even just a very ceremoniously mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. then the way she held the blade, very similar to Kanan before he chopped his hair off and, and he had the blade in between his hands like that too. Yep. And yep. so a lot of, like they say, it's poetry it all comes back. Yeah. But it's also a standard, it, not, well, I don't want to say samurai standard, but it's, it is a samurai thing, traditional thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain ceremonial things that are traditions and that's why there's so many similarities between it and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. So my dad's like, did you know she was a Mandalorian? I'm like, yeah, yeah dad, dad, I've known for years. <laughs> <laughs> I've known for a minute. <laughs> what would have been any better? I'm like, no man, isn't that crazy? What? Wow. They totally put that in. They never let us know. Yeah. Cause they're really milking the Mandalorian show. Aren't they? <laughs> Anybody could be a Mandalorian. <laughs> Oh man. oh, man. It's the Mandalorian, not the woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, man. That was so terrible DeLorean. when it came out. Sorry. 
All right. So she does that. Then she lets, uh, you know, she calls Ahsoka, tells her after, and this is after the conversation about they know when they're ready. And so she, you know, gets the call and tells, uh, Sabine tells Ahsoka that she's ready. So now we get the scene that we've seen in Rebels that they've uh, transposed in the live action. Now, of, of, the end of rebels this is fine we're finally at the point where it's the end of rebels because we have sabine at the painting doing the same thing that she did in at the end of rebels where she you know she taps the painting on ezra's face um i had to go back and watch it real quick because i was like i don't know if this is all the same it wasn't there was some differences yeah um ahsoka first of all when you know when she does come to pick her up she wasn't standing there with the staff, even though in Rebels she was. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, too, is that Sabine didn't put her helmet on. Uh, in Rebels, she did. When she turned around, she put a helmet on mm-hmm. and didn't go and talk to, you know, walked up to Ahsoka. That's not what happened here. Um, but they had a little bit of a conversation, ready to go. And so they hopped in the ship. and Nice haircut. It's to, more me. Right? <laughs> yep. And then went. So... I thought it was going to end there. It didn't. Uh, we, the final scene we get is with uh, Morgan, and they show the huge jump ring or hyperspace ring or whatever mm-hmm. it is that they're building, and the uh, hologram conversation that she has with Balin and Shin and Mordok. Mordok? Yeah. Anyway. The green... Witch smoke. Yep. Hologram. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a cool look. I like yeah. it. Um, but basically the, the decision is made to go and kill Ahsoka. Like she's coming. We have to take her out. And, you know, and Balin, Balin's response to that, that was, uh, nails it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Such know. a shame to kill a Jedi. So <laughs> few of us left. Oh, sentimental. Are we truth? Yep. <laughs> so simple. Yeah. So yeah. elegant. Mm-hmm. Just truth. And uh, that's how episode two ends. So, yay for that. Episode three. <laughs> Good Lord. Was there any, like, and again, the music ending at the end is very, som- it's somber. It's not anything that's been done before. It's completely different from all the other Star Wars. Like, I can't think of any Star Wars music that's that's like this. Yeah, and a lot of people are comparing it to, like, the closing of Game of Thrones style. But it's it's just... We we get Ahsoka's theme, we get Sabine's theme, then plus the the newer, you know, show theme kind of mixed in. It's it's just it's just so much uh, orchestral than anything we've gotten in the TV show so far, and probably the closest to like a John Williams score. Yeah, it's bigger. Yeah, the only and, way I can I can describe it is bigger and more. And it also has like a lot of like we've been talking about it and stuff with especially with Filoni, but very samurai feel to it and uh i mean i don't know it, i don't know but what i'm trying to say but yeah like you said it is very somber but i like that we do get the the known themes for the ma- major characters that we have yeah um i do like the opening to everything they're doing too i mean you get to see the the faces that and i didn't mention this in the first one but the faces that they go through uh, it's been it has been different for every uh series that comes out um, and they've changed the, the first, I mean, they still have C-3PO and R2 in there, but they also changed the other ones that, that go through. They have Huang shows up in there. Um, they have the Mardok mask yeah. that's up in the beginning too, which is interesting. Sabine and Chopper have yeah. showed up. Yeah. So, um, 
Boy, where do we start with this one? Where does episode three start? <laughs> I am, my brain can't get past. I mean, I'm so stuck in the space battle that happened that I can't think of. So, no, there's training. Training is happening. The training montage. The train. Well, it's not so much. Of well, a, not montage. A little bit of a montage. Not a not a whole lot. Um, but they do. They show some of the training. We get to see some of that classic, like put the helmet on, mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to think. So instead of her fighting, um, and, and, and the whole scene is really fun. Yeah, now that I'm remembering it. Um, the whole scene is really fun. There's more conversation about her not being able to use the force. Like she just doesn't feel that, you know, if I can't see you, how can I hit it? You know, that kind of well, stuff. Even before that, Huang's, uh, his multiple grievous, grievous yeah. Oh, yeah. right. What <laughs> with, was with going on with that? that I keep score. Yeah. Like, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. She was training with that and mm-hmm. doing her basic steps and all that kind of stuff. So, and they showed ones that were good strikes and bad strikes yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Is that what that He's was? Like, yeah, she did good. And bad. <laughs> right? Yep. Ever ever the pragmatist. I always write in the middle. Um, even Ahsoka, like, Yo, well, you said I'm the worst you've ever had. And Ahsoka looks, you actually told her that? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. it's the truth. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so that was that was cool. That was a new training mode that I hadn't seen before. Was it, had, had they shown that before? Not that I've seen. Okay. So, yeah. Where did those extra arms? No, but they've shown him with more arms because when he puts together lightsabers and stuff yeah it's been so long since i've seen his episodes Mm. i'm pretty sure he had they showed that he had those arms before probably because i wasn't shocked i'm gonna have to go yeah 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 it looked like i didn't have that moment like whoa hey like yeah though the moment of the the hologram lightsabers up was i was like oh that's new that part i thought was new maybe that the arms were just overshadowed by (laughs) the lightsabers keeping track anyway so yeah, they showed that. That was cool to watch. And then, you know, then Ahsoka steps in and started doing some on her own. And then so to watch her like walk around Sabine while Sabine has the helmet on and just like I could so identify with that because I've had moments of complete darkness and like you think you're in one spot and you're it, once your arms finally reach out, you're like, nope, that's not yeah, you're not where you thought you were. Um and watching that training happening happening, I mean she did get some moments of like knowing where the fight was going. But I think that's just more training than anything else. Well, yeah. And the one thing that, that I guess when the scene began, I I kind of worried isn't the right word. I kind of gave it a little cross-eyed look. I'm like, okay, we've seen Jedi training before this style of Jedi training before, whether from a full droid or training droid. And there's always that moment of like hyper clarity where they get in tune with the force so far. And then, you know, like with Luke classic one, right? Where he gets shocked, shocked. And then finally he kind of picks it up and goes, and he does that three, three bolt parry. And there's that kind of feel. And I'm like, part of me kind of want to see it, but I'm actually infinitely more glad that they went the way they did, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it's showing that Sabine and, and here's my one concern. I'm going to voice it because it popped in my head right away. Sabine cannot be in my mind a great Jedi, period. I don't think she can be. I think she's going to be, at the best, a good Jedi and a functional Jedi, but cannot le- will not rise to the level of Ahsoka or Luke or anybody high, high up. And, and, I, don't, and I, I don't think that would fit that character. So I got a little pang of worry, like, no. Like, Sabine is good right there. The Mandalorian having that mix of Jedi and Force training is great. She doesn't need to be a great Jedi. We have one right there. A good Padawan, a, 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 a cognitive functioning high-level Jedi, sure. But a great Jedi? No. 
So the fact that she failed and, and they didn't have like that weird little twinge of even saying she could succeed. No, she, she failed period. Mm. And, and then, you know, that other little scene with the whole cup and the table and everything, these were all things. I'm like, those are the moments that go like, Oh no, she has more power. <laughs> and then they kind of go like, Nope. And, and so I'm kind of, I like that. And I kind of want, I hope they leave it there. Like that way you can see her progress, but she'll never become a great Jedi. She'll be a good Jedi, but not a great Jedi. I think, I think Sabine, at least the way I view Sabine, his shoes, I don't view her as a great Jedi. I see her as a good function Jedi, but I see her better as a Mandalorian Jedi. You know what I mean? And those are two things that maybe can't mix to an extent, but you can't like, be one great one or another. Yeah, because even Wang says she'll never be, and Ahsoka's like, well, I don't need her to be. I just need her to be her. Exactly, and that's kind yourself. of my, yeah. that's kind of my thing. And then and that's why you're looking at the non traditional fact of Ahsoka, not ever really being a full-fledged Jedi Knight. So it has that thing, and then, then you can also go to the dark side, possibly. This is where my mind went. I'm like, but bad training, bad f- not having the discipline to control the Force, could that lead her down the dark? You know, all those things started flying through my head as, as that whole thing went. So I forgot to say, this uh, episode's called Time to Fly. And uh, yeah, the, watching that training happening, I was glad that they didn't, do any slightest hint of her moving anything mm-hmm. through the force mm-hmm. a lot of talk about it and i think what's going to end up happening with her is that she will be trained by somebody who can use the force will probably never be able to use the force the way that the jedi do or did or even how ahsoka can uh, but the fact that she's open to it and uh might make her sensitive to certain things mm-hmm. you know and that's probably the best she's going to get at it. But with all the training that she has and the experience she has, I mean, it's an edge that most people aren't mm-hmm. going to have. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the only real thing that's going to come of it is the fact that she is a little bit more in tune with what might be about to happen so that she can. And that's how I was taking So it. she can counter mm-hmm. and, and, you know, react appropriately. Um, and I think that's about all you're going to get. And if, if they go further than that, I'm going to be really surprised. Mm-hmm. And I mean, um, can even a key to finding Ezra because she'll be attuned, or he he might be able to reach out to her, similar to Luke mm-hmm, and Leia mm-hmm, in uh, mm-hmm. Empire. Yeah, but. and the fact that you know uh, Ahsoka said that the Force runs through all living things, you know that there is some of it there. It's just how much talent, you know, and she does say talent is a factor. Um, but I think yeah, that that fact that she has a connection with had that connection with Ezra probably still has that connection with Ezra and is open to the force and that type of thing. It's, it's going to make her just be a little more sensitive to things around her and probably help find Ezra, you know, and that have that connection and not be full fledged like Jedi Knight running around doing all that crazy. Yeah. Stuff. Cause I, I always forget about this, but like, I, we don't know what, what the whole thing with uh, Sabine being a Jedi is, but going back to rebels, you know, I don't know if it's in the last or fourth season, but it was the the third season definitely because uh, when they're on the 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 planet with all the spiders, she she walks away like after training or after one of the training with Kanan, and she's really disappointed and walks away on her own. Mm-hmm. Walks by the Bindu, he wakes up and just stares at her. Then it cuts a commercial. I mean, that's all it was. But he could obviously sense something in her. Not saying it was a force. Not saying it was something, but sensing something special about Sabine, but that was the only scene 
it was like that was it. There's nothing after that. But the fact that she woke up the Bendu should say something is important about her. Right. Well, in one way or another. Hopefully we'll find out. Hopefully we'll see. Um, and I really don't think they're going to break any characters. No. You know. Anyway, uh, so there's also another scene we get to see where we get to see the bureaucracy at work. And, man, it just, I get, I love that they keep making politicians look like douchebags. <laughs> I can't <laughs> help it. It's a favorite pastime of mine to watch in Star Wars, and uh, it, which is about the only way I want to watch any political stuff in Star Wars. Uh, Hera goes in to try, and now that they know where that ship went to, Hera's trying to get a fleet to go, and of course has to get Senate approval, and typical politicians, which of course are in, in Imperial pockets, because they just, like, you don't have the proof. Like, everything they throw up is, you know, questions the credibility of a character that you know doesn't do anything without real good reason. And that's what's so frustrating because you like Hera is not going to throw up some crap just for her own fun. Mm -hmm. Like it's been years and years and years. And you really think that now she's going to try and do some something to go find somebody that could very well be dead. Like seriously. Yeah. For all all the, it's all power play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, or stonewalling because yeah. they're Imperial puppets still. Yeah. And they're just trying to cover for, you know, Morgan building her hyperspace ring out there. So, you know, watching that is is you can see the frustration build up, especially from people who are used to taking action and doing what needs to be done and then having to deal with a bunch of people who suddenly have the power to just open their mouth and not let anything be done. Yeah. You and, know, and they almost give her that. Thank you for your service as a general. As an insult. <laughs> then, right. And yeah. but where the you know, the Senate is what protects the people now because. Yeah, and Zeon, who's standing next to uh, Mon Mothma, like I said, that's Kaz's dad, the senator. Hmm. But even she digs at him, uh, Kaz from Resistance. Um, she says to him, like, so what did you do during the war? You just wait around to see who mm -hmm. come out on top? And now, right. now you're voicing your yeah. opinions and everything? Cause, yep. But, yeah. And I love the fact that, like, one of my, my things I've been looking most forward to in this show this season is the hair of Thrawn connection mm -hmm. more than the so because they had they actually had a history and she mentioned that history mm -hmm. and i was like yes you know that's what i want one of the ones i wanted out can of you Ron. imagine that on the screen again oh geez dude yeah so dude i can't happen. oh i know because yeah I'm, I'm just replaying that that episode there exchanges in my mind and i'm thinking man live action it was a how, chess um, match literally for oh like it was great three episodes it, oh, in it a row great. it was <laughs> amazing yep uh, but anyway, they basically shoot down the whole idea. We did get to see one shining moment, though, in this. We get to see Jason Sindula come running up. Mm -hmm. And this is what I was alluding to earlier when we get a confirmation of what the timeline is. Because he does appear to be somewhere in the nine-year-old range. Mm -hmm. um, which would fall in line with what we were looking at at the end of Battle Lothal. And, uh, you know, how the timeline works out for everybody's age. So, you know, he comes running up. I didn't think we were going to see him, uh, but yeah. there he was. Yeah. It made me kind of happy. Yeah, yeah. it did. It, it, it did. There was something about seeing him that made me happy, mm -hmm. too. Um, but him running up and saying uh, that Auntie Sabine is going to be a Jedi, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, her, where'd you hear that from? He's like, Chopper. <laughs> Chopper's got such a big mouth. Yeah. He's always saying, you know, and then when he says, I want to be a Jedi, I was like, oh. 
Oh Damn. man, yeah. yeah. Oh. I don't know how she. I mean, I I can see how she doesn't just break down and cry every time something like that happens. Yeah. You see how um, she reacted? Like that that yeah. little scene was so like, and then she was like mo- the motherly embrace of like her trying to con- like control her emotion and being like, yeah, like I'm like, she's <gasps> like, I know, I know you do. I'm but, like, yeah, oh, you do. even her face when Mon Mothma asks, oh, how's young Jason doing? Probably running running around with Chopper or yeah, know. and you're like, oh. As soon as he said, I want to be a Jedi, I started doing the math in my head of how old he is to how how far away the fall of the Jedi Temple is. Because I'm like, oh Wait. shit, is he dead? <laughs> <laughs> and no, don't say that. Oh, man. A little bit, of, again, bringing it up again. Why you got to go to the dark side like that? <laughs> right away. Immediately. Yeah. I was like, I was like he's either hat. dead or he's a Knight of Ren. I was like, there's really no in between. Oh, man. But another little fan service thing is, he he was pretty much dressed like Kanan. He even had like yeah. the shoulder, yeah, yeah. Uh, the gauntlet or whatever. There was like the uh, no, but the shoulder pad. Yeah, yeah. what's it called again? Is it pauldron? Pauldron. It is yeah. pauldron. Yeah, but with the green I did, hair. I didn't notice it. Yeah, oh, the yeah. green hair, obviously. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, that was a fun moment. But uh, yeah. then we we cut back to you know the travel and in light speed and. Uh, that's when we see them having tea, and you know Ahsoka does the little pull of the cup and. She walks away because uh, Hera's on the line and we see uh, Sabine doing the the try, you know, that I'm sure every single Star Wars fan ever <laughs> has tried to do on their own. Just a little <laughs> at bit. At some point, <laughs> trying to do a force pull. So, you know, uh, watching her do it, I was like, that cup better not move. It better not Oh, no, I, I was with him like, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. But the other thing that I kept laughing about is like, how many people out there just puckered up really bad? Oh. over the fact that it might happen like not just laugh like ready to laugh about it like actually legitimately yeah. ready to be angry mm-hmm. about it like who watches star wars like that i don't get it but then we get that vintage, sadly a lot of people that vintage sabine the well you win this round yep. <laughs> yeah yep and, and then she said that i went like hi yep. man and i love the raising from the floor like table table thing yeah <laughs> it's super that's cool pretty awesome now, if we could only do that in real, like actual houses, that would be great. Yeah, like, talk about space saving stuff. Anyway, dig a hole. Anyway, come on, living spaces, hmm. work on it. Ooh, living spaces, a Star Dude, Wars no. line. No, oh, be sweet. Okay. just stop. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Million dollar idea, though. Yeah, I was gonna shoot down whatever idea. Came <laughs> I just saw the look in your. I saw you thinking. I saw the look in your eye, and I was like, I gotta shoot it down immediately. <laughs> we can't have you, girl, thinking the show. No. <laughs> Okay, anyway, so she goes, and uh, we come to find out that, yes, the Hera will not be showing up. The fleet will not be showing up. No one's going to be showing up. Mm-hmm. Senators suck. Da-da-da. I'm sure there was going to be a load of profanity that was about to come out of Hera's mouth, but she gets cut off yep. because they just entered the system, and it seems that communications are all blocked. Blocked, yeah. All right, drop out of hyperspace. So they drop out of hyperspace. Sabine asks, why are you so far away? Uh, what is it? Jedi protocol. Oh, yeah. Jedi protocol. Typical Jedi protocol? Is that what it, what it is? That's what he said, yeah. Usual Jedi protocol. Typical Jedi protocol. What's the phrase? I know there's a specific phrase. I thought I was never going to forget it, and I forgot it. Because it got said so many times in this episode <laughs> about Jedi protocol. It, it was pretty funny. Um, anyway, so they drop out of hyperspace, and... Uh, Pretty quickly, because of their usual Jedi protocol, they knew where they were going to show up because we get six fighters that come up real quick. 
up on behind him. And we have Shin, we have Mordok, and we got four throwaway characters that we knew were going to die. <laughs> Red when this all started. Uh, so the fight is on. And what a great fight scene, by the way. It was super fun. I'm not going to try and go over all of it because it's gotten to the point where these uh, action scenes are so involved. There's so much going on. Um, but it was trying, cool seeing Shin having the Jedi <laughs> communicator. The old school communicator thing yeah. on there, yep. Um, you know, just all, all the things that happened. The, the fighter ships were super cool. I feel like those were the same type of fighter ships that the pirates had on uh, the Mandalorian or something like it. Am I, am I wrong? Because that's the same feeling I got. I felt like it was like World War II fighters that were like... It had that vibe. I got, like, I got hot rod vibe a I, lot, especially yeah. from the engine noise. I was like, oh, there's a Lucas throwback. Because the, the one Shin was flying to me looked very similar to the Grievous ship Mm -hmm. but smaller from Revenge of the Sith that Obi-Wan took off. Kind of like Grievous' ship, but missing a bunch of the panels that showed more of the innards of it. It looked more kind of like greaser thrown together hot rod. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they also, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to, whatever, but very similar to the the long shuttle ship of the Knights of Ren, but more like clunky and stuff. But they, they, I don't think, they they were a little bit different than the pirate ones. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, but... Anyway, they were definitely new ships, and they—they're like I—I'm I, with Chad. They're more kind of like hot roddy style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the engine sounds, of course, get, yeah. definitely throws it in that direction. Uh, also, we get to see how awesome Ahsoka ship is in this fight scene. Like it, you know, like the maneuvering of it. All of a sudden, it went from a very static, like uh, we're either up or down or horizontal, blah, and to how much the wing could move while it's fighting. Just it went from a very inorganic to organic feel almost because of the way it flew and Mm -hmm. the spinning of the the wings and all that kind of stuff. It was really interesting all of a sudden that the transmission, the transformation happened like that, even though we are aware of the fact that those wings tilt back and forth this entire time. um, Just watching it in a fight was, gave it a completely different look, uh, which again was super fun to watch. Um, So uh, in this fight, you know, Sabine goes into the to the tail gun or uh, tail guns, and uh, they also come up on this giant hyperspace ring. And so we got two different things going on here. We got Huang trying to have them get closer to it, and uh, them trying to fight off the six starfighters that are after them now. And uh, we have a moment of. Sabine or or uh, Ahsoka realizing that she needs to be a little bit more open minded about working with Sabine. Like somebody needs to put that step forward of being cooperative instead of constantly butting heads. Um, and that's what changes the course of the fight for them because before you know Huang makes a comment of there's not going to be an after the way you guys are acting right now. Yeah. So, you know, uh, they start working together. Yay, teamwork! Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so they start working together. And they start knocking down the starfighters. And at the same time, they start flying closer and closer to the to the ring, which, boy, that gets real hairy real fast. Mm-hmm. So we have a great fight scene. They're going on. And uh, when they get close enough for the fighters to break off, because Morgan's like, okay, well, I got him. I'm surprised you let them get this close. Like, you, you know, you see, mm-hmm. you see the difference in factions. Like when you see our protagonists that work together and you see the antagonists who are just constantly pointing out each other's flaws um, and trying to one up each other. 
And that's that that was the thing that we saw here because she's like, I'll take care of this. And so, you know, turbo blasters like bam, 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 bam. So now we see Sabine Gups up front is on the shields. They're flying. They're trying to dodge all these turbo blasters that are coming at him. And it's really intense. Yeah. Um, and and of course the droid is closer, please. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. clo- I need to scan it. Closer, please, closer. So they're flying straight at this thing. And finally, right at the last moment when the scan is done, there's a critical hit and it looks like the ship's gone. Right? For a second, yeah. you're like, what? Yeah. It can't, you're like, it can't be. It can't be. Of course it can't be. So what happened? It's just dead in the water. It's just floating there. Um, and again, we have a moment of some discord and now it's time for Ahsoka to instruct Sabina, like, this is what we need to do right now. Now is not time for discussion, right? So focus on fixing the ship. I'm going to go outside. <laughs> it's like, what? So the fighters see that the ship isn't exploded yet or isn't destroyed yet. So of course, you know, she has to throw that back into Morgan's face. Now, while you congratulations, you almost destroyed them. I was like, man, these guys, are they going to fight? What are these? Right. Like, I don't know what's going on here. So anyway, she's like, we'll take care of it. So here they come flying in. And so Sabine's in there trying to make the repair the ship. Ahsoka steps outside and Wang's knocked out. Well, yeah. Wang got <laughs> hit for some reason. <laughs> And, but Ahsoka's in a full-on spacesuit. Mm-hmm. Okay? Blue and white spacesuit. Full-on. Now, did you guys notice that on the little shoulder pads of that spacesuit were the Imperial Cog symbols? Well, that, I didn't notice. Imperial Cog or Republic one? Because they look very similar. Yeah. Imperial. It looked Imperial. Mm-hmm. It's, white, look it's white on white. So... Yeah, I thought sure. it was Imperial. They were Imperial cogs. I was like, what is that on there? Why is that on there? Stolen. From, yeah, it just hasn't been replaced. It's the only thing I could think of. Like, I wonder if there's a backstory to that. Anyway, or if it's shown up somewhere else and I just don't know about it. Anyway, so she steps outside and, you know, lightsabers up. And, of course, they start shooting at her because they want her dead instead of just concentrating on the ship. Um, so they go flying by and... They make a second pass. She jumps. She takes out one of the ships. We knew it was going to happen. She took out the final red shirt mm-hmm. uh, to mix our Star Trek and Star Wars metaphors. <laughs> and, um, you know, Sabine, it was funny. Sabine's like, Ahsoka. And she's like, have you figured? And there goes Ahsoka floating across. You know, in the most awkward and scary situation possible, being as casual as could be. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, you fixed the, sh- the ship yet? Yeah, I got it. No, good. Come get me. Yeah. <laughs> so, very funny moment. And of course, you know, Sabine or uh, Soka gets back in the ship right in the make it, nick of time, missing, getting just barely missed by these blaster fire. They go flying down into the planet now. And we finally see something that we've been wanting to see in live action, got hinted at in Mandalorian season three. Uh, and here come the Purgles. Mm-hmm. So cool. Mm-hmm. So big. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they're huge. Huge. Yeah. I did not get the sense of them being that big when oh, I saw yeah. them in Rebels. Not in Rebels, but definitely when we saw them in The Mandalorian, that one, that that really, really, for me, solidified how big they are. Yeah, in, in, in Rebels, I didn't get the sense that they were that 
big. Well, they're about, they're you know just they like whales. A lot of different sizes. Well, yeah, yeah but, but, but they but had they one. were. I mean, they were huge. They're wrapped around a star destroyer. <laughs> oh, there was a couple. Yeah, no, yeah. you're right. There was oh, yeah, a few sure, huh? that were. I forgot about I, that. And yeah. still, there were so many of them. Yeah. They were just ginormous. They were dodging them, around. and you know, and the fight continues. Um, but now the pergles are in the way, which it you know ended up being a huge help saving you know ahsoka and sabine they end up being able to outmaneuver and uh get away from shin and mordok who are chase, still chasing them and they lose them you know between all the pergles that are flying around uh they end up dipping and dodging and ducking and diving <laughs> yeah and uh end up landing on the planet and hiding in the bushes or in the in the forest and there was that one point where Huang gets up and he's like uh they're like we have to turn everything off he's like i protest i have so much work to do and, and then sabine comes over usual or usual jedi um procedure and he's like i can't argue with that and he gets turned <laughs> off which is so funny um you get those words got used on him it was hilarious mm-hmm. so fighters go flying overhead can't find them they leave and they turn everything back on they start working on the ship and the final thing we see is uh, Balin, 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 you know, saying the Jedi are hiding in the forest, go hunt them. And the long pull shot on him. I mean, just, I don't know, mm-hmm. little stuff like that. And you see, he's just so calm and collected mm-hmm. and. Yep. God, so cool. Yeah. But somewhere, I mean, the, the Purgles are going to be a big part of something because we, we get a little bit of they a backstory to. with morgan about the, this ancient civilization when they're looking at the maps the purgles are around mm-hmm. the planet on the on the map like a mm-hmm. grid or something's going and then we saw the the little bit we did see of them in rebels so it's like yeah and sabine and ahsoka did have a conversation about, about them, the purgles yeah. um because huang says something about it that this was this planet or or he's like purgles <laughs> yeah we, the ancient space whales called purgles would the, whatever hyperspace relay point or whatever it was called i missed that part of it or what it's called specifically but it's basically like an intergalactic highway that the purgles use to get from one galaxy to another and that's where these certain things were based off of so so they had a little bit of a conversation about the the purgles too sabine and ahsoka did but uh mostly mostly action mm-hmm. in this episode yeah great you action know, yep a great fighter scene um fighting scene we even got some lightsaber battle in the space fight so mm-hmm. you know they're keeping that going <laughs> which i approve of and when so. ahsoka showed up out in the shuttle in the ship with her spacesuit. I just heard in my head just hundreds of Ahsoka cosplayers all at once, like, <gasps> and now ideas for right. the, the next convention. <laughs> New costume. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's not going to, like, they're not going to have enough after this live action oh, show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. So, anyway, I know each one of these episodes could, could use a whole hour just unto itself, but. Yeah. It is what it is. We don't have enough time to do that before the next episode comes out, actually. And, you know, we're going to need to sit down and talk about that one. But anyway, uh, do you guys have a... We're going to do this quick because we got to wrap it up. But um, do you have a favorite moment out of all three that just kind of stands out for you? Anyone want to go first? Anyone? 
I've got mine. Uh, I, I the, the intro to Ahsoka in the in the series, uh, you know, with her coming into you know in the cloak, um, which when she came back when we got her back was very reminiscent of that. Uh, in her gray cloak, you know, very looking fulcrum-esque. Um, and then having her, um, you know, use the sabers, the dual sabers, and use the force powers and cut that. And that whole entire um, fight scene um, with the other droids, it just, it, it just, it reminded me why I liked her character from the beginning. It was kind of like the evolution, her, 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 what was it, non-traditional way of looking at things, handling things, and just doing things. And it just made me, and maybe it's also because it was the first time we, 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 saw her it just made me like happy to see that and her ability to just own that good and it, it gave me a real like Raiders of the Lost Ark vibes when we first met Indiana Jones yeah. mm-hmm. I definitely got Indiana Jones vibes from that scene mm-hmm. <sighs> this this is tough because but I, I going back to an introduction probably the introduction of Sabine it was okay. just it was just so rock yep. and roll you know yep. <laughs> and it was so Sabine right we got five more episodes, so I'll ask this question again, but for now. Um, I'll go with the lightsaber fight on Corellia. I thought that was a really good fight scene. Mm. Yep. But the favorite moment's everything with Hera so far. (laughs) Right, right, yeah. Um, I've enjoyed every single fight scene that that has been up, that comes up. The the pacing of of this series is awesome it, it barely lets you catch your breath um i'm gonna cheat and say i've I, all the fight scenes have been my favorite moments <laughs> there's you know. no cheating there yeah um so you're not wrong <laughs> i'm gonna take take the easy way out but then again you have so many small one-liners uh, of things that they say the interactions with them that also you know i, I really enjoy and see that and appreciate that so mm-hmm. yeah and i'm you know major Big shout out. First episode directed by Filoni. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two and three directed by Steph, Steph Green, Green, who did the second. Her biggest thing so far was the second episode of Book of Boba Fett, which was the tribe, the tribe accepting episode. Mm-hmm. And which was one of my favorite non Mandalorian episodes of Book of Boba Fett. But so it's, again, they're putting a good team together of directors and creatives but oh yeah steph green is doing a fantastic job did a fantastic job yeah um i've yeah i i don't have any complaints as far as that goes i i do love the tone that they're keeping it with i like that now they're about to really open it up and let ahsoka show who she is now that things are back how they should be with her and sabine you know she's kind of dropped that that's super stoic, except when it comes in, into the teaching moment. Of course, she's gone teacher mode. But other than that, outside of that, I think we're going to see a lot more of a friendlier interaction like we're used to seeing between Jedi Masters and Padawans. But it's still going to be different because obviously non-traditional has been stated so much. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. At this point in time, I think they could I hope they stop mentioning that. I hope everybody gets it. This is not your traditional Jedi Knight. Jedi Order Padawan or, or teacher Padawan situation here. This is a completely different situation. Let it be what it's going to be because it's completely non-traditional as to what we've seen in all the Star Wars stuff so far. Yeah, and we get that scene like at the end of the second episode where they, they both are fully in. They're invested. Mm-hmm. They're about to fly off and she's like, all right, take us out, Padawan, you know? Right. Kicks into light speed, so. Yep. 
the great pacing on the first three episodes so far. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, is there is there some other random thing we want to throw out there? I know it's been a lot right now because we're trying to fit those three in in one go, but no. Okay, stay away from the fan theories. Those are terrible. That's, just, that's my they're fun. public service. That, that's all it is. It's fun. Don't 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 buy into uh, them. Don't make them like it, it. Better be this or it better be yeah. canon. Uh, but me they're nuts. fun to play with them. It me makes nuts. me laugh. Try it me makes nuts. me chuckle. And like and one thing, uh, obviously, there's not a whole lot of news because it's the continued strike and everything. But one thing that that we are getting that I am super excited about, uh, the presale went on sale last week. But seasons one and two mm-hmm. of The Mandalorian are coming out on 4K Finally. Blu-ray Finally. with brand new special features. I was, I was assuming really? they put a gallery, but they have brand new special features and behind the scenes, and they will be available in December. But the pre-sale's out. They come in. They both come in awesome steelbook. Yeah, casing. they look amazing. Plus, for Marvel fans, also Loki and WandaVision. But it's cool that we're getting the first. Finally, home. I, I home, think... Uh, the- I think, Physical well, I think right. Disney, I think Disney realizes that they could not abandon that market. Yeah. They wanted some, to, they yeah. wanted to drive everybody to streaming, but it, it's not going to happen. It's actually working in reverse without going too far into that whole yeah. world. But yeah, I think the, and, the, the physical copies and the, the, the beauty of holding a collection. actual media in your hands, I think is something that you can never replace. No matter you have your I people, agree. you're going to have your people who love the digital, which is fine because we all have that too. We all have our affinity for certain things in digital, but there is nothing that compares with having a tangible tactile connection with material good you in can your just hand. put it on yeah. if you have a player and you don't have to have an internet connection yeah you're like boom no yeah. there you go and you know in anything related to that yeah it's gonna be awesome but yeah super stoked when i saw him like, yeah, finally do you guys have any idea what the next episode is called or anything like that i, have I haven't looked. bothered i haven't, I haven't even bothered they, to look they don't do that until after. it shows okay we only got a few days before that comes yep, out. I know. All right. Okay. Well, uh, like, do I hope we get the chance to record very quickly after uh, episode four here? Uh, we'll see. We haven't even had a chance to talk about it. All right. Anyway, um, so we are all enjoying this. Uh, there's some different stuff we'll hopefully get around to talking about too. But right now, that's episode one through three: uh, Master and Apprentice, Toil and Trouble, and Time to Fly of the Ahsoka series on Disney Plus. Uh, I'm pretty sure I can speak for all of us is that we love it so far, right, guys? Mm-hmm. Yay! I like it a lot. I like okay. it. Yep. Great. Uh, we hope you're enjoying it too. If there's anything that you guys want to comment on or think that we went wrong, let us know on social media. As Joe, what are those? Uh, <laughs> the Mando Show on Instagram and Mando Show Pod on X. On X. X, formerly known as Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Okay, and uh, with that, from this covert of four, we want to remind you, this is the way. This This is is the way. way.